Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo. Skag free, whoever he is. Get your blood fascist ass out of here! Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. You are a terrific team on all counts. Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement, this This is the Matt and Blonde Show. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international over depression. (laughs) Hey, why the fuck is the gas so hot, The country's largest LGBTQ plus civil rights group is sounding the alarm tonight, saying their community is in a nationwide state of emergency. There's concern in the gay community over an increasing number of local anti-LGBTQ laws across the country. You have Drag Story Hour, where proud boys are showing up pretty violently um, at a family-friendly event. When a person can be married in the morning and thrown out of the restaurant for being gay in the afternoon, something is still very wrong. There's been an increased amount of harm towards our community, and particularly transgender uh, transgender women of color. We need to make sure that the Department of Justice is going after every single state that is enacting these pieces of legislation. Lives are on the line. We are just, we are fair, and history is on our side. I it. You are fake news. Oh, good for you. Very fake news. Oh, that's a big game, man. You want the boogaloo? Because that's how you get the boogaloo, okay, folks? Fuck around and find out. You're an asshat. It's not against the law, ho. Fuck you. All right, America, go to the YouTube right now. Big ups to Rebecca for keeping Matt woke. Congratulations to both of you. You're awesome. I can't do it. We'll do it live. <laughs> Fuck it, we'll do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the very best you can ask anyone about that. People often do. I'm told this is the Matt and Blonde Show. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. It's the last stream from this house. You can probably tell I'm in a newly emptied room. And that is because in under 18 hours, I don't own this house or this room anymore. But since we're closing on a Monday, I'm not skipping the show on a Sunday. The show must go on. And so, How do you uh, feel about this? Completely committed. Totally, yeah, yeah, 100% in. No second, uh, second thoughts, no regrets whatsoever. I know it's the right thing to do, so... Uh, it is it is fitting though. It, there there's just there are mattresses in the house, and there's this computer station. And that's yeah, it. That'll that's be it. La- that'll be the last thing to go out the door early morning tomorrow. So we'll give uh, this house one more stream send off before it's somebody else's. But uh, plenty to talk about tonight. It's now just routine for Trump to get indicted. So this is only two of four possible indictments, and why limit it there? There might be more coming. Yeah. At this point, I'm just waiting for them to hurry up. Just get them all over with. Just put them. Do them all. Show your hand. Don't. I, this is not like a, 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 a some kind of 
TV show, like a Netflix series where they do some cliffhanger, find out on the next episode of Will Trump be indicted? I know what it you is. guys are That's doing. That's what they're doing. Yeah, I don't need the cliffhanger for the next for the next week. Just show them all. Anyway, uh, this one, of course, this indictment uh, just released before the weekend uh, about Trump's handling of classified documents. And and Hillary is out tweeting mockery for all of us. She tweets? So she does tweet. Oh, I don't follow Hillary, but uh, because so many people hate respond to Hillary, I end up finding a lot of Hillary tweets that way. Uh, a gay state of emergency has been declared as Biden drapes a giant pride flag on the White House over the weekend. Now, the uh, the claims of emergency, if you actually look at them, are hilariously exaggerated. But as I know you were looking at before live, uh, the gay war might actually be kicking off in Southern California, at least early skirmishes of the gay war. I think it is. I feel pretty good about it. I don't know who the um, pro-LGBT activists are, but a lot of them are... Antifa looking. I'm not saying they are Antifa, but they got that like. There's a lot of crossover. There might be. They're in this. Yeah, they're, they're the same kind of clubs. But I just mean people in like black hoodies and masks and black outfits generally hard to identify. Yeah. Yep. So far, it's fists only. But uh, by the look of it, the real weapons might be coming out soon. Well, maybe not in California. They banned them all. So it should be good. Are they just going to be sword fighting with like giant black dildos? Is that how this is going to go down? <laughs> the way Gavin Newsom would want it, yeah. <laughs> um, momentarily, your guy, the Unabomber, died in prison over the weekend. Is it confirmed suicide now or is that just an Epstein kind of thing? Uh, no, he was terminally ill, though. So, Oh, he was. I did not know that. Okay. That's you- unconfirmed, but they had transferred him to a facility um, for extremely sick people. And he had been there, like a hospital facility. He'd been there for a few years. Okay. Never wrote back to my letter. It must not have been very interesting. Well, it might be in the mail right now. Don't lose hope. What if that was the last thing he did? (laughs) That'll be cooler than the eye and the toe on your shelf of uh, exotics. Anyway, uh, plus we have a hoax hate trio before we're out of here. And tonight's movie review is The Matrix. So stick around. We'll catch up with your super chats in between topics. Ten bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good low down money grabbers. Of course, it will be all this and more on your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show related and support the show for as little as a buck a month over on the website. That is mattchristensenmedia.com. Listener support is hugely appreciated. <clears throat> Great time for my voice to go out. Last stream in this house. No. See if we can hold through here. Listener support is hugely appreciated, and it is what keeps the show operational. So if you enjoy the show, please consider supporting the show. We also have show merchandise for sale on the site. Plus, we have offers from friendly listener-owned businesses as well. This week's feature business is our friends at Kineo Mountain Woodsmithing. These are high-quality, handmade, premium hardwood cutting boards, charcuterie boards, and now they're expanding into new items like serving trays and even everyday carry trays as well. Neatly store all of your daily carry items like your wallet, your pocket knife, your handgun, and more in a quality piece of hardwood craftsmanship that'll last a lifetime. And that's the best part about Kineo Mountain's work. It is all entirely customizable in both build and engraving detail. You can see that Statue of Liberty artwork on the EDC tray there. 
Blake at Kineo Mountain made me a cutting board engraved with my channel logo, and it looks incredible. It's a one-of-a-kind personalized addition to our family's kitchen that we have used nearly every day since he sent it, and it hasn't aged a bit. And don't forget, Kineo Mountain can handle any sort of woodworking, from small table trays to big furniture projects. So if you're looking for a personalized gift for someone special or bigger items to customize your home, make it fine hardwood craftsmanship from Kineo Mountain Woodsmithing, the absolute highest quality woodworking that will last you forever. Check them out at kineowood.com. That's K-I-N-E-O wood.com. And of course, the listeners of this show get 10% off all Kineo Mountain Woodsmithing products and services using promo code MATT10 at checkout. That's promo code MATT10 for 10% off everything from Kineo Mountain Woodsmithing. You can find everything you need from Kineo Mountain Woodsmithing, plus other great offers from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses like Hero Soap Company, Western Razor Company, Sonoran Defense Technologies, and more. That's at mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals. Deals by listeners. For listeners. Oh, and by the way, I have some soap that you should check out too. Hero Soap Company, Timberline Old West. Signature soaps designed by yours truly. Try them both at HeroSoapCompany.com. Promo code MCListener for 10% off. More information, as always, MattChristensenMedia.com slash deals as well. Hey, uh, for people who may not listen to the end of the show each week, there was a, a piece of news just dropped in there. You may have missed Last didn't want it to be this way, you know. So uh, you may have noticed that my nose is larger. I'm constantly vomiting. And that is because, yes, I am pregnant. Now, you may ask, how pregnant is she? She doesn't seem very pregnant. And that's true. I'm only eight weeks pregnant. I did not want to tell you guys. But my morning sickness is so bad. It is so all-consuming that I don't think I'm going to be able to make it through any stream without doing it. Like I was walking down the street in Coeur d'Alene the other day. I was just stopping at every trash can in the middle of the day, just to puke in the trash cans. Like people were looking at me and there's just nothing I can do. So I was like, all right, cat's out of the bag, I guess. I did look at my miscarriage reassure app this morning and I'm down to 6.6%. And so I don't feel that bad about telling everybody this early. I feel pretty good about the pregnancy. So this is happening probably. There's a 94% chance. <laughs> we love you. You're very special. Congratulations. This, uh, and uh, I'm sure we'll hear plenty more congratulations throughout the evening. It's, it's excellent news, and we're all happy to hear it. And um, as I mentioned when we talked about it last week, and I'm sure we'll discuss, this timeline is going to get really crazy for this show at the end of the year, depending on when. His wife uh, is due for December 18th. I'm, I'm January 25th, 23rd, something like yeah. that. So if she's late um, so, and you're early, it's going to be a crazy time. It really is. Yeah. Does she think she's having the opposite gender? Well, we, as we mentioned, uh, was that Wednesday or when was that? Uh, the harshness of the sickness we take to be an indicator that there's a crazy bitch in there. Okay. It's yeah. a chick. I've been told that like having a different, a vastly different pregnancy indicates that it's um, it's of the opposite gender. And I am. 7,000 times more sick than hmm. I was with Emmeline. So I wonder if this is a boy, but it's drastically uh, different for my wife too. So maybe we, uh, yeah, we, we were talking about it today. Yeah. She's like, how are you doing? Uh, and I was like, well, I, uh, I had such a clean diet before this, no seed oils, nothing. And now I will projectile vomit an apple 
but chicken nuggets, it's like a, like a four Michelin star <laughs> meal. I'm like, this is the most delicious thing I've ever had. Yeah. It's inexplicable why my body just wants to, I just want to shove Zog slop into my pie hole and that's all <laughs> I want to eat. Okay. And it's a huge problem and I don't know how to get out of it, yeah. but like, I don't know what to do. If I'm not eating mac and cheese, I'm just throwing up. Well, uh, that's, uh, that's a hearty meal. Uh, that'll work just fine. I suppose. This but, baby's uh, going to come out just a, a ball of fingers. I'm really worried. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Your wife can drink water now, though, she told me. Uh, yeah, that's working. I joke that our, our son is made. We joke all the time that he's made of hot Cheetos because that was the uh, the pregnancy snack of choice. So, I know. Yeah. Hot che- She's doing bagels now, too. So, they're, yeah. Good. So, uh, it, it's it's improved the last couple of weeks. But, um, all right. Well, congratulations. I'm sure we'll discuss it more throughout the evening and in the coming weeks. Uh, well, other, only other thing I wanted to say, I'm not going to repeat myself on the move. I talked about that yesterday uh, in the video that I posted myself. Um, and and I, I don't want to just repeat myself in the logistics of what happening of, of what's happening. But I I have a lot to say to the audience to thank you for supporting this show for listening to this show in this channel and for making all of that viable in a way that produced my entire family, frankly. So, uh, you can catch all of my thoughts on that in the way that I, exactly the way I wanted to describe them in the video that I posted yesterday. Uh, And I appreciate everybody who has, uh, but the only thing I want to make sure the stream audience is aware of is what it means for the show. So there is no planned interruption to the streams for Wednesday and Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern as usual. Uh, my individual videos are going to take a little bit longer. I'm going to re- I plan to return those or return to those on Wednesday, June 21st. Okay. I set up the Internet at the new house a week and a half back. It all tested, looked good. But you know how things go when you change a spot and it's a new setup. If there's any change to the plans, of course, I'll post a notification on the website, MattChristensenMedia.com. I would Media. die of shock if you skipped it. You never well, I, the only way I would skip is off. if I can't do it. Yeah. it. Like if it does not work technologically. So, uh, and of course, I'll tweet it out and post it on my social media pages as well. But uh, as of now, Wednesday and Sunday will continue. I'll be back with solo stuff in, uh, in 10 days on the 21st. Um, and as you might imagine, uh, in a, a combination of blondes, uh, of blondes, uh, feeling unwell and me not being in full on move mode since Thursday. Um, some might say that this show is going to be a little handicapped tonight. Uh, and some might say, what's the difference? It's always a little yeah. handicapped and to you intellectually say, handicapped. You are correct. Uh, but I just mentioned this a moment ago, Ted Kaczynski, he's gone. What a bummer. The Unabomber. Uh, yeah. A spokesman for the Federal Bureau of Prisons said he was found unresponsive in his cell earlier this week. They did not specify a cause, but people are saying it from the prison that he died by suicide. From what I could tell, he he was suffering from some sort of, of pretty, pretty serious illness, probably terminal. Um, so we don't even know what his sickness was. We just know he was in a facility for very sick people. Yes, I read that he uh, he had cancer and some other things, but it's it's all unconfirmed. But um, Ted Kaczynski, it, it reminds me of falling down. It's this phenomenon of like somebody seeing enough of the world, enough of the horrors of the world that the future of what's going to happen just becomes clear to you. And he was so smart and... Um, articulate and he had a 167 iq he went to harvard he was a mathematician and for those of you that haven't read his manifesto it's like it's just the most prophetic 
piece of literature I, I've ever I've ever read. It what truly else is. did he do? <laughs> I, he, okay, he did some Go stuff. On. All right. <laughs> so he believed that technology yeah. um, was going to destroy the world. That that leftists were going to use technology to initiate uh, a propaganda program, the likes of which we'd never seen, and it would it would unravel humanity. Of course, he was right about this. But to stop technological advancement, he he did build a few bombs and sent them to some people that probably didn't deserve them. Well, no, he sent them to some people that probably did deserve it, but they were intercepted by some people that did not deserve it. Oh, well, well a man so, of know, his intellect should have foreseen such complications. He, he got better at building bombs. Okay. It took him a while. All right. Some people, okay. blew, you know, blew their fingers off and like that. Some people died. Probably, maybe, maybe nobody was killed, and this is all a psyop. Ah, no okay. matter, he said okay. that nobody would listen to him if he didn't kill people, and he shouldn't have. Maybe he was right about that. Would we even know Ted Kaczynski if he hadn't murdered people? Well, I'm gonna cuck on murder, but uh, I'm with you. You can be a murderer and have some, um, have some, not points in justification of the murder, but have some philosophically sound views. Uh, I, okay. I say that I, I too cock on murder. Okay. You can. I am not a um, an expert on Ted Kaczynski's prophetic literature. I need to uh, reacquaint myself with it. I have looked at it previously, but not. Uh, you know, it's been a while. So how accurate it was to today? I, oh, it's just it's yeah. like Yuri Bresnimov. Is that his name? Bresnimov. I think I know of, the guy. Of about, accuracy, yeah. it's just it's just incredible. Yeah. I was reading it and I was like, how did someone have this foresight? Um. So yeah, it's. I mean, it's a bummer. He's a mixed bag, <laughs> Mr. Kaczynski. But I, for one, am sad to have to have lost him. All right. Uh, how about this? How about the uh, the the Syrian refugee or non-refugee? I'm not clear. Syrian guy running around a French playground stabbing toddlers. Why are these stories stacked on top of each other? Um, unrelated. Mm. So video I should have prepped caught. our like. T- I used to have that religion of peace sounder. I forgot about yeah. that. I, I, we haven't used retired. it in a long time. Yeah. yeah. So video footage caught the Syrian refugee repeatedly stabbing, screaming adults and children in a French playground this Thursday. One toddler in a stroller, and it sounds like some of these kids are still in very serious condition. They are not out of the woods. No deaths yet, as as I could tell. Um. So he injured six people, including four kids under five. And and some of them, I, I don't know if they're going to make it. Uh, so the lead prosecutor said that motive remains unknown, but stressed that it does not appear to be terrorism related. I'm skeptical about that. He was a 31-year-old Syrian national. And he initially was granted refugee status, um, asylum status in Sweden. He lived there for 10 years. He has a child there, I believe with a Swedish woman, although I couldn't confirm that. Um, and then this was so suspicious. I, I think I read this in New York Times. They were they like had to put this front and center. At the time of his arrest, he was wearing a cross necklace and carrying other Christian symbols as well as $516. Witnesses heard him mention his ex-wife, his daughter, and Jesus Christ during the assault. So another nothing to do with Islam assault. I wonder what that's about, though. Is that trying to create some false impression? Did or what had he had some, I guess I shouldn't even say conversion. I don't necessarily know that he was Muslim prior. So That's maybe true. he's Christian the whole there time. I don't Syrian know. Syrian Christian, uh, yeah. Syrian Christians. I'm skeptical still because the New York times like really wanted that out there. Hmm. Um, this one's for France. Jesus as he stabs yeah, kids really. at the playground. All right. 
That's terrible. Okay. But he was not in France legally. All right. Well, no priors also. Uh, did you hear what happened to Anthony Bass, the Blue Jays pitcher? I did. Okay. Recall last week we discussed the story of uh, Toronto Blue Jays pitcher Anthony Bass, who committed the sin of reposting someone else's Instagram video explaining the scriptural reason you might want to consider boycotting Target and Bud Light and the other tranny propaganda companies. And then Anthony Bass committed the actual sin of apologizing for his views and capitulating fully, saying he would use team resources to educate himself more thoroughly. Now you've done it, buddy. And then the Blue Jays team, we already knew last weekend, the Blue Jays team, instead of just accepting that apology and moving on, of course, they said that's only the beginning. Anthony Bass is going to have to flog himself further. And initially, this seemed like it was going to be hilarious. In ways, it's still hilarious. But I mean, like, top tier hilarious. Last weekend, we repeated the the joke many were saying. The Blue Jays are going to switch him from pitcher to catcher. Hey. They're going to force him to take a dick on the pitcher's mound and everyone's going to have to clap for it. And then Anthony, Anthony Bass will have learned his lesson. He almost kind of did that, at least metaphorically. Because this weekend was the annual Blue Jays Pride weekend. And so for the first pitch on Friday, Anthony Bass was assigned to catch the pitch from Toronto LMNOP activist Leslie Lee Cam. So they were going to actually make him a temporary catcher for the ceremonial first pitch from a gay slash trans activist. Before that happened, though, the Blue Jays decided to kick him off the team, effectively. Because uh, on Friday before the game, the Blue Jays designated Bass for assignment, or DFA'd him. That is technical lingo that means Bass is now off the Blue Jays' 40-man roster. Within seven days, the Blue Jays have to return him to the roster, replace him on waivers, or trade him, or release him, or assign him to the minor leagues. It's baseball mumbo-jumbo. All of that aside, Anthony Bass is not on the Blue Jays anymore, at least for this week. He wasn't a standout performer to begin with, but it's hard to think that this, this roster move has, that it's explained by anything other than his mainstream views about the alphabet mafia being unacceptable. So tolerance strikes again with the, uh, the harsh and immediate exclusion for Anthony Bass. All are welcome here, but no, not you. You get the hell out of here. So we'll, we'll see how that works out for him. A uh, couple of um, you, you really could do a, a segment each week on the latest California bill under consideration or even <laughs> I know becoming law that that's going to make that state even more hellish and ungodly. So it's not necessarily surprising, at least the broad concept but there are two this week that are so egregious, they actually do surprise me at least a little bit. And it does take a lot for California to surprise me anymore. But the first is that California might codify the Lululemon theft policy. <laughs> and by that, I mean, make it into state law. Okay. Recall a few weeks ago, of course, two Lululemon employees in Georgia were fired for following repeat thieves out of the store, recording them on video, and then giving that video to the police, which led to the arrest of those criminals as they were, uh, Stealing from another Lululemon store about 10 miles away. That's a move that the CEO of Lululemon has since upheld and defended. Yes, he doubled down. Yes, we should have fired these two women. 
Well, now California would punish employees who do things like that by law. Senate Bill 553 has, in fact, passed in the Senate, and it would ban retail staff from intervening when thieves steal things from stores. The aim, according to the bill's sponsor, is to prevent workplace violence. It would um, so this would stop employers who uh, who encourage or even require employees to intervene. So, number one, employees won't intervene if they're going to be penalized. And number two, it protects them from bosses who would force them to try to stop thieves, because, of course, the best way to stop thieves uh, and stop threats to workers is by facilitating the thieves and facilitating the threats to the workers. But this is going to create insanity. Police already don't intervene in low-level thefts by law. Now businesses can't even protect their own property were this to pass. So there's nobody. Nobody nobody legally stops the thieves. The thieves, so long as they're stealing a small amount of stuff, you can become looting tourists like these guys are the lululemon guys where they just they go to different lululemons and hit each one and at each one they might not steal more than nine hundred dollars but because they're staying under the limit they must know that they're creating an incentive program for thieves right they i would assume they have to know that but they're giving an explanation otherwise and so the bill now moves to the state assembly i i excuse me sorry I don't know its prospects in the state assembly, uh, but it easily passed the Senate 28 to 8. So I got to think it's pretty realistic that it gets through the state assembly. I have no idea what Gavin Newsom has to say about this, but I would not put it as anything close to a zero prospect given that vote in the Senate. And the second bill is a. Um... <clears throat> How you doing, buddy? Oh, what is going on? I'm diseased. Allergies. The second bill is a uh, a right to IVF or surrogacy for gay people. More specifically, uh, a requirement that insurance companies cover costs of surrogacy or IVF for gay couples who want to have kids. So Senate Bill 729 passed the Senate last month. Under this bill, being gay is considered an infertility. Thus, uh, like other infertility conditions, insurance companies in California should be required to cover extremely costly IVF and surrogacy costs for gay men. Co-author of the bill, Senator Caroline Menjivar, said the bill, quote, will ensure that queer couples no longer have to pay more out of pocket to start family to start families than non-queer families. Well, they will. Queer families, non-queer families, they're all going to pay more in insurance costs now that everyone has to cover these massive costs on behalf of all the the gay couples. Um, So yeah, the the state of California is saying that everyone is going to have to chip in, or at least everyone who's an insurance consumer is going to have to chip in to cover these rent-a-womb expenses for gay guys. Are there any other lifestyle choices that are considered um, involuntary infertility? I can't think of them. And it, it what is about interesting. somebody gets a vasectomy or like a tubal ligation and then they regret it. Yeah, right. Is that a, is that a similar infertility status? They're calling it a status, not necessarily. a. I don't even understand that it, it, it's a status as opposed to a medical condition. And that's retarded. But but yeah, how would that be any different? Just because you uh, 
at one point sterilized yourself and decided later that was a, a bad decision. <laughs> is everyone else on the hook to try to get you some sort of recovery out of that? Hmm. And it's interesting too, because well, that's why they changed the language. That's why they say status as opposed to medical condition. Cause infertility, when couples seek infertility treatment, there's a, there's a condition associated with that. They, they want to say that this is the same thing, but also it's not a medical condition like that. It's just, it's the same thing, but also totally different. So we have to pay for it. Uh, it's a real logic pretzel. But what else would you expect coming out of the right, Golden State? Of All right. Um, last one before we get to the uh, Trump indictment news. Now, I'm no fan of um, of Pete Davidson of <laughs> SNL fame. It's actually kind of weird to me that people are fans of Pete Davidson of, uh, kind of a disaster of SNL fame. But I can still appreciate and acknowledge the proper treatment of journalists today, or at least journalist adjacent activists today. So this was something of a Martin Shkreli callback. Recall the uh, the so-called pharma bro, Martin Shkreli, who, uh, well, he got banned for um, for photoshopping images of himself with journalist Lauren Duca on Twitter That's back right. in 2017. And uh, he was asked for comment after he got banned on Twitter by the Huffington Post, who wrote a whole long story about Martin Shkreli. And Martin Shkreli responded to the Huffington Post reporter, quote, lol, suck a dick. And that was the last line in the Huffington Post story about Martin Shkreli getting banned on Twitter. In this case, Pete Davidson uh, was responding to an activist at PETA, not a journalist. But again, what's the what's the. What's the difference anymore? These activists feed the journalists to create the story. Sometimes they're the same people. So like Shkreli, Davidson has recently received criticism for purchasing a purebred dog instead of adopting one. Criticism that uh, came from PETA, specifically PETA Senior Vice President of Cruelty Investigations, Daphna, I don't even know how to say her name, Daphna Nakminovich, Daphna Nakminovich told TMZ it's tragic that Pete didn't seek a burrow born mutt from a city animal shelter because a scrappy New Yorker with charm, personality and unconventional handsomeness could have been his perfect match. So Pete Davidson caught a lot of heat for this and he decided to call Daphna at PETA and leave a voicemail explaining the reasoning for his decision and he punctuated it Shkreli style. My name's Pete Davidson. This message is for Daphna. Uh, thank you so much for making comments publicly that I didn't adopt a dog. I just want to let you know I'm severely allergic to dogs, so I have to get a specific breed. I'm only not allergic to cavapoos. And my mom's dog, who was two years old, died a week prior, and we're all so sad, so I had to get a specific dog. So why don't you do your research before you create news stories for people because you're a boring, tired fuck you and suck my dick. End of message. <laughs> yeah, good for him. Pete Maybe hate him 10% less. Yeah. Uh, didn't he get a Hillary tattoo? Wasn't that Pete Davidson? Oh, God, I don't want did, to, I don't want to overpraise, but uh, but I, I will give credit where due. I think he earned a little bit of credit on that one. All right. 
Well, wait, wait what kind of faggy dog did he get? Something poo? Cockapoo? Is that what it was? Oh. Is that a real dog? I should look that up. Yeah. I mean, I say that it's as an owner of, an, of a poodle. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. I shouldn't say that so dismissively because I, of course, own a not real dog. Whatever I own is not a dog. It's something. Bulldog? Something. Some it's alien. An, it's creation. an AKC registered breed. Yeah, but it's it's like it's part all the animals: pig, cat. There's some dog in there. All right, cockapoos look kind of cool, I guess. I mean, if you want like a small cuddly dog, uh, it's just you need a different name. You need a different name than cockapoo. Yeah. Maybe they chose that deliberately, I guess. I would assume that was part of the idea there. Anyway, cockapoos are not the news of the weekend. The news of the weekend um, in any sane time would be, well, I, I guess it still is historic. It is uh, It is a, a first a first occurrence in the history of our country um, because the last time Trump was indicted, that was a, on a state level offense. That was in New York about the Stormy Daniels stuff a few weeks ago. Even though that was the first time a former president was indicted, this is now the first time a former president has been indicted federally. So the sequence continues, but this one is new for its own reasons, and it should be shocking, but it's getting mundane and routine because this is just another episode in what has already happened and what will continue to happen as the 2024 campaign approaches we are in a country where the president's top political rival is now criminally charged and potentially jailed. And regardless of your politics, I think any sane person should have some questions about the principles of power that we have in this country and what sort of precedent this might set for our politics. Will we be a country that respects the will of the people or will we be a country where the people are undermined at every step, including a free and fair choice at the ballot box. Now, I say that in future tense as though there is no past evidence we could evaluate. But uh, just, you know, so philosophical questions a curious press might have that we're missing out on. Now, the counter to that, of course, is that the reason this is historic is not because it's historically corrupt. It's historic because Trump is a historically criminal ex-president. Well, if you believe that Trump is the first politician or president to do the things that they're accusing him of, um, you are ignoring some very, very recent history, let alone the decades and, and centuries of history prior. But let's talk about the timeline. So on Thursday, Trump himself broke the news in a video uh, in which he announced that he has been indicted or will be. I guess technically he has been. He'll make his court appearance on Tuesday. He's been indicted for his handling of classified documents at his Mar-a-Lago home. He declared his innocence and said in um, in he said this is the latest piece of the witch hunt. Trump said he will be in court on Tuesday afternoon in Miami where a grand jury uh, has been meeting to hear the evidence in the case. On Friday, special counsel Jack Smith made it official publicly announcing the indictment and releasing the unsealed document. Jack Smith uh, repeated all the Merrick Garland classics. This is just by the book. Yeah. This is the rule of law. There's only one law in this country, and it applies to everyone equally. Our laws that protect national defense information are critical to the safety and security of the United States, and they must be enforced. Adherence to the rule of law is a bedrock principle of the Department of Justice. We have one set of laws in this country, and they apply to everyone. Do they think that we believe this? We see what's happening. 
as is evidenced by this, there is one set of laws that is unequally applied to different groups of people. Do they think that we're retards that we're just going to see the statement and be like, okay. Oh, he said it. Oh, okay. He said it. Yeah. So that must, it must be, must be true. Yeah. Uh, I can think of some powerful Democrat names that seem to have their own set of laws, which we'll get to in a little bit. But uh, in this case, now Trump is officially charged with 37 felony counts, uh, 31 of which are willful retention of national security documents, a crime under the Espionage Act. The other charges, so it's it's 31 charges related to 31 individual documents, retention of that document in violation of the Espionage Act. That's what the 31 charges are. The other charges are conspiracy to obstruct justice, withholding a document or record, corruptly concealing a document or record, concealing a document in a federal investigation scheme to conceal and making false statements and representations. So at least four of these charges carry a maximum penalty of 20 years in prison. So perhaps they will try to lock him up effectively for life. We'll see what happens here. Also charged is Walt Nada an aide to Trump who served as a White House valet and was involved with some of the movement of these documents, according to prosecutors. As far as what documents or information... Are they saying Trump, he knew? Like uh, he individually transported these documents or just incidentally? He handled some of these documents. There's text communication between him and other Trump staffers. And then, as far as I understand, he took some of the photos that are used as evidence. So he actually took photos of some of these boxes and documents and sent them to others. And now prosecutors have them. Mm, so he's part of the conspiracy, prosecutors say. Now we've been curious about what these documents actually are because it's been speculated and we've heard from anonymous sources for weeks now. We get some idea of what they are, though, of course, we can't see exactly what they are due to their classified nature. But according to prosecutors, they are um, intelligence briefings about foreign countries documents concerning military capabilities of foreign countries in the u.s there's a june 2020 document involving a foreign country's nuclear capabilities there's an outdated record about u.s nuclear weaponry so there you go washington mm. post scoop you got it and a document concerning communications with another country's leader 21 of these documents were marked top secret nine were marked secret and one had no marking but was in fact classified and the core accusations here are the improper storage of these documents, the improper sharing of these documents, and conspiring to hide these documents. And as you'll see when we as we discuss this, prosecutors are going hard on the intent here. That's what they're trying to establish as the distinguishing factor between what they're saying Trump did versus what, say, someone like Joe Biden did, where, whoopsie, I have classified documents next to my Corvette, but it was all an accident. <laughs> it's the intent angle that they're trying to build here. So as far as the storage, of course, we know Mar-a-Lago is not a place that's authorized for classified documents, generally speaking. I, obviously, I understand there's some dispute about the presidential authority of, over these documents. I'm just saying if rando guy has classified documents at Mar-a-Lago, that's a problem. So the, there's the improper storage. That's a, that's a, the piece here. And, and photos provided to the grand jury show boxes in a bathroom at Mar-a-Lago where some of these documents were stored. Another in a storage room where a box had fallen, spilling classified material across the floor. Uh, across the floor. Now, the photo of the document spilled on the floor, as far as I understand, was taken by Trump's assistant, Nada, who texted photos of the scene to another Trump employee. Uh, 
some of these documents also uh, were moved to Trump's golf club in Bedminster, New Jersey. So you have improper storage. You have improper sharing. That's another heart of the case here. Uh, Trump is accused of showing a plan of attack document against uh, a foreign country that the Defense Department had given to him with uh, people with uh, with others at his Bedminster Golf Club in New Jersey, which this conversation was recorded. We talked about that last week. There's There's supposedly an audio recording of Trump saying this. There is a transcript in the indictment that shows that Trump said, assuming the transcript is accurate, that the, that the document was highly confidential and secret. Trump said in July 2021, he could have declassified it as president. Now he can't, he said, but it's still secret. That's what the transcript mm. says. In August or, uh, or September of 2021, so um, a few weeks or a few months later, this was also at the Bedminster Golf Club. Trump is accused of showing an official with his political action committee who lacked a security clearance a map related to a military operation. Trump allegedly told the official he should not be showing it or seeing it, and the official should not get too close to him. So you have improper storage, improper sharing, and then there's conspiring to hide or conceal these documents. Um, Trump is accused of several instances of trying to obstruct investigators or conceal documents or hide documents uh, telling his lawyer to hide or destroy documents covered by a subpoena issued to recover them, telling his lawyer to sign a sworn certification that all classified documents had been turned over to the FBI when Trump knew that was not true, according to prosecutors. Uh, and, and the reason Trump knew that was not true is because he had previously directed these boxes to be removed from storage at Mar-a-Lago before the lawyer conducted the search for the documents. That's what prosecutors say. So, as I mentioned, the intent is the aim here. Again, 31 charges are are related to the willful retention of documents. And they're really trying to demonstrate the willfulness here. Uh, And that's how they'll try to separate it from Biden or Pence or anybody else. That, of course, doesn't necessarily separate Hillary, which we'll get to in a moment. Um, But that is how they're going to try to distinguish this case. It wasn't just an innocent mistake. It was that Trump knew exactly what he was doing the whole time and intended to deceive the government throughout. Now, given uh, that the evidence in this case, uh, at least to me, tell me if you disagree. This look, I'm not saying that this is a this is a well-founded, not at all political by the books prosecution. The evidence that they have is stronger in this case than the Stormy Daniels nonsense in New York City. I think that's fair to say. I think this is going to be absolutely tougher to defend against, given that the evidence, given the evidence that has been produced, that this is a more serious case for Trump than the Stormy Daniels case. Few considerations, obviously. An indictment is a one-sided decision from a grand jury uh, that gets one side of the case. There's no defense present for the grand jury. So the gap between indictment and conviction is very large. We have one side of the story here from prosecutors, even if they do have evidence that they're providing. What does that leave us for Trump's possible defenses? Well, mm-hmm. he could he could say, no, actually, this was all accidental. It, it does seem hard to argue this was pure accident if if the recording transcription is accurate, uh, that they can show that Trump had the documents moved uh, while telling his lawyer that the FBI turned everything over. Right. 
But we haven't seen all the communication. We've seen some communication that the prosecution wants to show to the grand jury. Okay. There's also the defense of um, actually it was legal for Trump to have all of these documents. And there are a couple different possibilities on that front. There is a theoretical defense under the Presidential Records Act that many are discussing. 13 years ago, Judicial Watch sought access to 79 audio tape recordings of Bill Clinton interviews. These were conducted by historian Taylor Branch while Clinton was in office. And during his presidency, Clinton put these cassettes in his sock drawer. He then designated these recordings as personal records, not official Mm -hmm. presidential records, that were therefore not required to be turned over to the National Archives. Well, Judicial Watch then sued over that designation, arguing that the tapes captured classified information, including Clinton conversation with foreign leaders, In the lawsuit, the judge in that case said she could not order the National Archives to recategorize the tapes because the Presidential Records Act, quote, does not confer any mandatory or even discretionary authority on the archivist. Under the statute, this responsibility is left solely to the president. So in other words, under this theory, the discretion to decide what type of documents these are, personal or presidential, is solely up to the president. Ah, okay. And they would say there's no reason Trump's records wouldn't be protected under the same reasoning, according to this defense. Now, that defense is not without its own critics. Uh, critics of that theory note that that Clinton's records were more akin to a diary uh, in audio form or something like that. Not a government intelligence record, as is alleged in this case. There's also the the defense that has been discussed for weeks that Trump as president had the power to declassify and there aren't really formal rules about how and when he can do that. Congress can't tell him you must do it this way. Um, but, and that was kind of the original defense that, that people theorized. Um, Trump could wave his magic wand on the way out of his, his presidency and these documents would be declassified. The problem there though, is that case is now undermined by Trump apparently telling people he did not do that. Again, if that audio recording is accurate, that he, when he said, I could have declassified this, I didn't. Right. But it's very secret. Um, the st- that, that's the statement supposedly made on the tape. We still haven't heard the tape, but that's what prosecutors say. That's what the transcription says. So for all of those reasons, that's why I say this is definitely a stronger legal case in my unprofessional, unqualified judgment, legally speaking. But that doesn't mean that the prosecution isn't selective, of course. It doesn't mean that it's a prosecution on legal principle. Or that it's not a a political prosecution. Doesn't mean they've led with this with this case if it were truly stronger than Stormy Daniels. It seems like this is part of the kitchen sink operation of the left, and uh, they're also moving at a glacial pace. So I uh, I wonder if this has any substance to it. I mean, we've we've been here before. How is this any different? Do you think it's a stronger case than any previous Trump indictment? No. Well, we only have the one indictment. We only have oh, right. the Alvin Bragg one. That's right. One. There, was, as far there as like threats, multiple threats of indictment. Like the stirred up, concocted controversies. Um, I, I would say, I, I guess, based on my understanding of the law here, that this is probably the strongest. But it, but it's a, it's a case, again, it's a wide net thing like you're talking about. Mm-hmm. You, the commies find the man, show the commies the man, they'll find the crime. And if you went after every president, if you went after every politician with a fine tooth comb in the same way, the idea that Trump is the only guy who's ever done this, man, what history. 
come on, what are what are we doing here? to deny the political influence in play? Here, yeah, I absolutely. think it's just is is insanely naive. Um, I'm skeptical that this is a strong case. Well, and I you're right to be skeptical. Don't take I, I don't know if I would say personally, I would say strong. I would say they have more evidence here than they've brought previously. Mm hmm. Consult your uh, preferred attorney for the wisest possible interpretation, because I am not your preferred attorney. Um, Laurel. Yeah, maybe Laurel can help you out. Uh, and, and even if there are you know, potential problems for Trump's defense, I think it's very hard to deny political motives in play when even progressives are openly acknowledging and theorizing about the political motives. So on Friday... Uh, Lawrence O'Donnell uh, on, on Friday's episode of Lawrence O'Donnell's MSNBC show. He hasn't changed it. The title to stop the hammering yet. It, it's whatever the it's Lawrence O'Donnell show, whatever. It seems like a real missed opportunity. Stop the hammering is the name of your show, dude. Come on. But Rachel Maddow said perhaps prosecutors will, will work a plea deal where Trump agrees not to run for president. You have to wonder if the Justice Department is considering whether there is some political solution to this criminal problem, whether part of the issue here is not just that Trump has committed crimes, but that Trump has committed crimes and plans on being back in the White House. Do they consider as part of a potential plea offer something that would prescribe him, proscribe him from 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 running for office again? I don't know. OK, so is this about the crime or is this about blocking Trump from running for president? What are we right. talking about? What here? would be what would make them more plainly politically motivated than such a plea deal? Yeah. Uh, and it may not matter. Uh, just like the Stormy Daniels case, Trump says he he's not taking any plea deal, or at least his lawyers are saying that uh, one said that this morning with Shannon Bream on Fox News Sunday. She said she could never imagine the former president taking a plea deal. That was uh, Trump attorney Alina Habba. And even if that even if this defense fails, Trump is saying, I'm in the race. All right. I don't care if you convict me. I don't care if I go to prison. I'm in the race. Politico notes that Trump would not be, excuse me, legally prohibited from running for president from prison. As we've mentioned on the show uh, previously, people have run for president from prison before, not necessarily as a major party candidate in this way, but it, it has happened and there's nothing legally to stop it. And as far as my own um, points of analysis or just consideration of this from sort of a political level, uh, I, I, in ways I find this completely inconsequential and obviously in ways I find this uh, to be devastating for the country, which is a weird thing to say. It doesn't matter and it matters a lot, but let me explain. Uh, electorally, I don't know that this matters a lot at all. And I think that's true uh, for the for the other two cases as well, for Jack Smith's remaining January 6th case mm -hmm. and the Georgia case about the call with Brad Raffensperger, the secretary of state within the GOP primary. I think that this strengthens support for Trump, actually, that people will view him as targeted. Maybe that's the intent. They want to get Trump to be the nominee. If you can get Trump as the nominee from prison, even better. Mm -hmm. But I think that I, I don't think this changes Trump becoming the GOP nominee. Um, so, so it does nothing to, to take him out of that aspect of the race. You still get the Trump v. Biden general election. Uh, and in the general, I guess this theory here that Trump is, is facing prosecution or possibly even convicted at that point, that it would hurt Trump with independence. And that's why you do it. You want those oh, independents no. to break away from Biden. 
But I don't even think it would rally support. Look at how much fatigue people have with this Trump indictment thing. Me, as a political commentator, I couldn't even remember how many times he's been indicted because <laughs> I've been listening to this so much. And it's only one time. Like they've well, done twice this now. too much. Yeah. Well, yeah, twice. They've only they've done this too many times. People don't care. I don't think that this is really rallying his base in a meaningful way. Now, if he went to prison, maybe. People have their opinions on Trump. I, I At this point, I... I what was Trump's this quote? Like I could, minds, I could shoot a guy on Fifth Avenue or whatever he said, and it wouldn't it wouldn't change <laughs> someone's. He said something like that. People think either think Trump is a criminal or that Trump is targeted. Generally, mm-hmm. there are some Trump apathetics, but they're they're not that many people. People, most people have a firm opinion on Trump that is probably not going to change. And so, right. electorally, I don't know that that criminal indictments change those opinions of Trump, especially for people who already thought he was a criminal in spirit, if not in technicality. In spirit. Yeah. He's, he's too spirit in that way. Um, but from a stability of country perspective, obviously this matters a hell of a, a hell of a lot. Now it's open season to prosecute political opponents mm-hmm. and the legal system itself is just another weapon. And of course this isn't, it isn't just because of the. We had impeachment weaponized. We had local prosecutors in the form of Alvin Bragg weaponized. Now we have the Federal Department of Justice weaponized. This is not justice. This is a form of war, and that's tremendously bad for the country. It will be just as bad when it is counter weaponized. And I'm not even saying it should. You got to stop these people. Do we stop these people by saying, now, now, that's a violation of our principles? As much as I believe in that. How else do these people learn the lesson that we ought not to be doing this? It's going to destroy our country. I guess we learn the hard way. And well, that's... it's already toast, isn't it? <clears throat> yeah, maybe I'm holding this on is to the uh... first step towards weaponizing the political system uh, against against adversaries. Yeah, and that's going to be the norm. I hope it was it is worth the norm. It, to... it has become yeah. the norm. It's not going to be the norm. Like this is normal. Did this surprise anybody? Well, uh, anyway. yeah. I mean, it, it, the move doesn't surprise me, but it. it... How many people are convinced? Oh no, no, no! This, the only reason this is abnormal, the only reason this is abnormal, is because Trump is abnormal. That's the only thing. It's all Trump. If only Trump wasn't such a crazy guy, there's no way that Joe Biden and company would ever weaponize the resources of the federal government against their opposition, even though they do. Well, they that. would do this surely for Mike Pence, like world's most innocuous man, or DeSantis, or yeah. any number of uh, of Republicans, innocuous Republicans. And Joe Biden denies it or at least won't talk about it. He sidestepped it all weekend, pretending he has nothing oh, yeah. to do with it. He told a reporter he has no comment on the Trump indictment. And he hasn't even spoken with Attorney General Merrick Garland. Oh, he knows yeah. nothing about it and he's not going to talk about it. President Biden, have you spoken to Attorney General Merrick Garland yet? I have not spoken to him at all. I'm not going to speak to him. No comment on that. Hmm, nothing to do with it, I'm sure. Um, you know, it's just, it's just more unity from the unity president. Nothing to do with the legal targeting of his top challenger. And <laughs> you have then you have Hillary Clinton, who's now I mean, come, can you just shut up, bitch? Like, okay. <laughs> you appear she can't. to no, for, she the, can't. for the moment you have won this round. And I'm not saying she deserves it, but like you're the one who's not indicted and Donald Trump is. I'm not saying that's right. I'm not saying that's good. I'm just saying that is the state of affairs, and Hillary Clinton has to gloat. Uh, and you may notice you may think, hey, Hillary Clinton did all the things Trump is accused of and actually worse because she was not, in fact, president at the time. On Friday, Hillary tweeted a link to buy your very own but her emails baseball cap. 
And when you buy the hat, it benefits groups working to strengthen our democracy, she says, which, of course, um, by that she means it benefits Onward Together, which is her uh, political action committee. So how much of that dollar that you spend on the hat do you think goes to uh, (laughs) helping our democracy? About as much of the charity dollar to the Clinton Foundation actually goes to charity, I would think. Um, Anyway, uh, if you want to make the legal case against Trump, that's fine. I, I understand the, the case that the prosecution is making. You must make that case against Hillary. Improper storage of classified material on her private server. Not debatable. Demonstrated. Improper sharing of classified material. It was found on Anthony Weiner's laptop. Or personal his personal computer, right? So improper. That's demonstrated. Improper sharing of the material conspiring to conceal the material recall bleach bit Mm -hmm. um recall smashing the devices with a hammer all of the all of the elements they're trying to show with trump are present with hillary clinton um recall jim comey saying in july 2016 there's no reasonable prosecutor would pursue the case against hillary because there was no demonstrated intent to share the material with a foreign adversary no reasonable prosecutor would do it so they just found an unreasonable one that's how (laughs) how they solved this and uh, I mentioned briefly, but just so we uh, close out with the, the the latest, there's this is just episode two of four. You still have true uh, two potential pending Trump indictments, and maybe there'll be more after that. Jack Smith also working on the January sixth federal case this week. Um, that uh, grand jury uh, subpoenaed Steve Bannon, so we're going to have another uh, go at Steve Bannon and see how that uh, see how that works out. And then there's still the Georgia case. And that, that, as I mentioned, was about uh, Trump's call with Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger after the 2020 election. Trump said he wanted to find votes. The charging decision, uh, that charging decision is up to Fulton County DA Fannie Willis, who said uh, weeks ago that the charging decision was imminent. Uh, I'm guessing she's probably just sitting on it for a few more weeks until it's most useful, because, again, we want to do this episodically, apparently. I guess the only... Um, the only real question is what prison are they going to put Trump in for the 2024 election? Can, does he get the Epstein suite? Could, could they put him in there? Yeah, probably not. I guess this is, this case is being held in uh, Miami, the federal one, but I don't oh, know. I bet the, the jail there is sweet. Eh, we'll, see, we'll see what, uh, where Trump Biden will be in the basement again. And Trump will be behind bars making his videos. This is going to be a highly entertaining campaign season. Okay, uh, we are at the top of the hour. We'll get to uh, a, a scandal for the the president about uh, corruption within his family that nobody seems to care about comparatively, and then all the uh, the pride events at the White House and the the gay state of emergency and all that. But we oh, are excellent. due for uh, for a break. Sure. So uh, let's catch up on Rumble quick here. Yakko nineteen seventy seven says, "Hey, uh, have you seen the weather satellite footage of the Canada wildfires all starting at once? It looks like arson. Also, wildfires yeah. have been happening long before we invented gorbel. Ooh, that that is a clever one. It's not global warming; it is gorbel warming, like Al Gore's. Oh, man." Ha ha ha! Um, I'm totally that, convinced yeah. that a lot of these forest fires are arson just to create this um, this global warming narrative. Uh, it, it, yeah, 
whatever the motive for the arson may be, who knows? But uh, it does appear that that it doesn't look like this was all just a global warming event in Canada. It looked like someone got a little uh, little uh, eager with some matches or something like that. Yeah. Peps, uh, Pepsital says after Blonde's Twitter post today, I expect her to have no less than nine babies. I'm 35, so let's look at slow your roll. When let's did that, everybody adjust your expectations? When did that Duggar woman stop? How long did she make it? She had 20 kids. But what was her? How old was she on the last? Um, I don't know, like 46. Oh, see, I have read a lot of studies about female fecundity. I don't want to take too much time with this, but female fecundity. So, like the average 40 year old woman that has had children has the same rate of fertility as the average Nully Paris. 30 year old, a woman that's 30 years old and has not had children. Hmm. So there might be selection bias for, for fertility, but it seems like something about having children primes the pumps and allows you to keep having children for longer. I guess that makes w- sense. Yeah. Women want to, does it make sense? Cause I read that and I was like, that doesn't seem right at all. It's like warming up the car, you know, yeah, that sounds real sciencey yeah. everyone, but I don't know. I'm 35. I'm already really worried about this baby. And like, We'll see how this goes, but I think that I might be out at two. I might be out. Well, you also said you were out at one. Here we are. So, yeah, yeah, I did say that, but I just wanted to adjust the expectations of the internet so that everybody stopped crawling up my butthole about having more kids. <laughs> uh, Mister Nibbles 5 says, "Praying for the new kiddos for both of you. Thank you for that. Looking forward to taking my mom to the range tomorrow with her new four ten shotgun. After she's been very anti two A. Well." You get people to the range and their minds change. So good for you. Breaking in a new Smith and Wesson M&P Shield Plus for concealed carry. I've heard good things. I'm not handled nice. one, but congratulations and thank you for the well wishing and all the best to your family. Uh, Laughing Voice has been watching since the chunk dared Matt to Google it, and he did. Well, he get, he dared Ben Shapiro to Google it, and I just <laughs> talked about it. But uh, but th- that's a long time ago. So thank you for watching that. I appreciate it. But congrats to both of you and your new uh, prospective kids. Hope the move is uneventful. Did we ever solve your brother's 5-7 issue? No, I still cannot find the right bolt carrier group for a AR 5-7 upper. It is uh, unobtainium. And uh, some people have emailed me. I don't know what any just, of that means, but okay. If, if there are any gun guys out there who want to know the exact situation, I'll be as precise as possible. It's in. It's the... The upper I have left over from my brother brother on a build he never completed, apparently, is an AR-57 upper, but it's the kind that takes the P90 mags. It's not CMMG's sort of modified um, system that takes AR mags through the mag. So you're missing a part or you can't load it? It's missing the bolt carrier group for that configuration. It's an AR-57 that takes P90 mags along the top rail, not through the magwell. Like not Ah. AR mags through the magwell. And that you, the only place I can find is the comp, the only w- place I can find the the bulk carrier group is with the complete uppers. And I don't want to spend like eight hundred dollars on someone's complete upper when I only need one part. And plus, having the new upper defeats the purpose of completing the build with the old upper, which is the whole point for me. So if anyone knows where you can find those, I've I've emailed every company that's ever made them, and I can't track it down. Phoenix doesn't know. I guess I haven't asked him, but he doesn't. He just makes the ammo. You know, he's not, he doesn't do parts and stuff. But he's a general knowledge guy. He's pretty well connected. He might know. Maybe he knows, he knows a guy. The Hillbilly Deluxe says, so we're going to see the indictment for Joey Jojo right after this, right? Right? Or the Corvette in his garage, uh, is that a secure location? Well, no, that was an accident. And what Trump did was very, very intentional. So that's the, uh, 
that's the uh, the 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 difference. Nike Seven says, Matt, I suggest you watch Robert Barnes' breakdown for all of this. There's no le- legal justification on many levels. Oh, I have um, I haven't seen everything Barnes has said, of course. Yeah, and I I don't want to be misunderstood to say like, oh, this is completely. This is a political prosecution, plain and simple. I think that this time they're actually showing a little bit of evidence to support their claims, but this doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that this is obviously above board and a neutral application of the law. As far as the merits of the case itself, of course, consult a lawyer. That's I I I am doing my best to understand uh, the the laws in question here and the facts of the case. So as far as how that would be best prosecuted and best defended, I'm uh, that's not an area of expertise for me. Just uh, trying to figure out, figure it out as I go. And of course I have respect for Barnes and I'll certainly check it out. JDL uh, or JD 1492 uncle Bannon's art of political warfare, seize the moral high ground and rally allies, destroy and leave a smoldering crater crater where your enemy once stood backfill said crater with your own value. Uh, you know, I don't uh I don't like the the old uh well, I don't know, like the, the kind of the Sherman's march approach of just wreck everything and rebuild it. Um when they're when they want to do that with you, what choice do you have, I guess? They're going to Sherman's march us if we don't Sherman's march them. So someone's got a Sherman's march and you want to be Sherman. I guess is the argument. Can't say I blame you. Uh, addicted to drums says thanks, thank you. We're all set uh, over on Rumble. Thank you, guys. Uh, we're going to DLive at Odyssey as well. Just need to check in on YouTube and Tippy Stream. Yep. Zorzy, Zorz, I can never remember. You don't Zorz. know me too well, Matt. Yeah. So this won't carry the weight that I want it to, but I have a tremendous amount of respect for you and your path to find moral truth and to stick to it with such vigor. To acknowledge your limitations and to seek divine truth even in the face of the deluge of lies shows a level of character that no man should sell short true truth. If your brother was half the man you claim him to be, I'm certain you're right and that he's proud of you. I hope you continue your journey. It's inevitable. It's to its inevitable end that you might stand and face with God to hear him say, welcome home. May you and your family bring the light of God into this world and stand against the presence, present forces of darkness. God bless both of your families. That's so nice. My God. What a wonderful oh. thing to say. We love you. You're very special. Zors, you uh, are a, a you. I, I, I don't want to be interpreted as discrediting any chatters because we love the thoughtfulness of all of our chatters. But man, Zors, uh, Zors brings some heavy hitters. And that is certainly one such entry. And um, that was beautiful. No, of course, I, I, uh, I don't have to know you personally well to appreciate everything you're saying there. And, and I'll, I'm for sure. As I was discussing uh, in the video that I posted on Saturday, that when you're supporting the show and you're helping it succeed, obviously I'm very proud of the community that we've built and, and everything that we have here. And that matters a lot to me. There's sort of a lesser, a more uncommonly spoken about that's awkward phrasing, but I, there's a there's a personal fulfillment to me in that way that that matters a hell of a lot and i that's not necessarily relevant to everyone so i don't want to bring it up all the time but what it means to my family is huge and so thank you for being a part of that and thank you for your kind words to my family as well and uh with my interactions with you and with your mom it seems like you guys are a quality family as well and i appreciate your contributions to the show it does matter skag it's part of your origin story yeah you're like a rational superhero superhero uh, of logic. Uh, 
<laughs> Logic man. Uh, some some might say otherwise. Some might say <laughs> um, guy who sits around thinking about stuff and talking about it too long, while other people's act, other people actually get shit done. That would be another. That's way what of they, that's it. what they used to call philosophers. So yeah, yeah. Injured guardian Matt, please explain to blonde that Ma Deuce. Am I saying that right? Deuce, Deuce. From before, referred to the Browning MT machine. Ah. It's not a carnal euphemism. Damn it! Seriously, though, it's an excellent gun by several. I, I, I don't look at me to explain it because I don't. I've never heard that reference before, but now I know. Oh God! Okay. So thank you Sorry. for that. Uh, where can I buy several though? Where can I buy several machine guns without? <laughs> Without um, federal complications, which I always obey and would never. You can't. Yeah. I mean, you tell me where I can buy several and I'm listening. Um, as long as you're not a fed. <laughs> no feds. Captain Nori, congratulations at the pregnancy of Lana. I'll keep you and your family in my prayers. Thank you so much. Emmeline will be a great big sister, I'm sure. Matt, congrats on the move. The journey from Omegle balls to fresh, smelly, tingly balls is <laughs> impressive. He truly has grown, hasn't he? That's one way to put it. Thank you. And if, you've, if you're familiar with the Omegle balls, I used to endure. That is a long way back. So thank you for that. I bought PN, breaking my vow of silence to wish my favorite YouTube podcast duo all the best with all your respective life-changing events and feeling better about future generations already. Thank you so much. Thank you, Iba. I appreciate you. I am not going to be niggardly. Very much. And, uh, all the best to you as well. Today. Thank you. That's very nice. Holden Mulray, Matt, congrats on the new house and everything you've been blessed to achieve in the past 10 years. It's enough to make your any brother proud. Here's to the next 10 years. God bless you both. Man, I love you guys so much. Thank you, Holden. It's been uh, a pleasure to get to know you as well. And, and thanks for your support for the show. And of course, thanks for your kind words for, uh, for my family. And uh, all the best to you. AP says, Matt, what year is your WRX? Uh, it's a 2015. What color is it blue? It's black. Oh, I didn't know that. Do you plan on keeping it? Yes. I'm not going to sell it anytime soon. What's your favorite color? Is it blue? Um, I probably would have bought one of the rally blue ones, but they didn't have any at the time. And so I, I went black, but now I'm going to go back. Even though, <laughs> <laughs> even though, um, a, a, a you know a freshly cleaned black car is pretty awesome and i do love the look of that car Ooh, once it's, i regret my black car it, it looks great when you have it cleaned and waxed up and then the second it rains or you drive on a dusty road it sucks so mm -hmm. i just I, I i don't think i'll buy a black car again but i did enjoy having this black car and it, and it still looks pretty good i've kept it in, in pretty good shape uh for the now eight years that i've had it so um so anyway yeah i I, I'll, I won't go i won't buy a black car in the future if i have a, a say in the matter he also said blonde you told me what you drive and past good choice those are nice um no i drive a mazda cx5 i don't care about cars but i saw someone driving a, a black cx5 and i was like i love that car hmm. what I color have do you to have? have that car i have a black one no oh, you do have um, but the mazda paint job is is really really bad hmm. Like there are scratches all over my car. I have no idea how I got them. And it's not from woman driving. Um, it's just paint is like chipping. It's just chipping off. Do you, uh, do you wash it in automated car washes at all? I do once a month and then mm -hmm. I wax it twice a year. Sometimes those automated car washes can be troublesome. I, I do hand wash only. 
But oh God. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely not. I will not do such a thing. Although I do that less frequently because that was a time in my life where I was a young man with less responsibilities and I took pride in driving a shiny clean car. Now it's commonly dirty because I don't have time. But as my son gets a little older and can handle manual tasks, it'll it might be fun. Maybe this summer we can it's do a little car washing. Yeah. Danny from Montana, but they were they were book burners. My favorite retort is, "What books were they burning?" We talked about this on Wednesday, didn't we? There's gender more bending. history than I was aware. Yeah, so we, much we more gender bending and sexual degeneracy um, uh, was widespread during the Weimar Republic and was a factor to the rise of Uncle A. Congrats to both you and your growing fans. Thank you so much. I actually was talking to somebody about this this weekend, and I was like, "Did you know that Hitler actually invaded the Museum of Sexology and burned all the books?" And the guy was like. Yeah, Magnus Hirschfeld, where have you been? I was like, everybody knew this from me. I had no idea. I was not taught any of this. I, I was taught that they were burning. I mean, you made the point on Wednesday. Yes, I'm sure they were burning all the classics of European literature. Yeah. That's what Hitler really hated. He, he truly did. Yeah. A Philistine, that one. Uh, Brandon Wilkes, Matt, your last video hit me where I live. I served around Kandahar. Did I say that right? Uh, yes, um, Kandahar, honor, Kandahar, Afghanistan. Yeah. I honor your brother as my own. You tell him I said hi when you next meet him in the place where no shadows fall, never quit. Oh, well, thanks, man. I appreciate that. And and in in ways, it's like all the guys my my brother was with in Kandahar have a brotherhood with him that is different than mine, of course, but in many ways, uh, the same validity, the same value. And so all of you guys who were there and, and you know, it's true of guys who were in all sorts of theaters of war. Um, you guys have a bond that, that I don't know, and you'll have my respect for that forever. And so, uh, so thank you for the encouragement. And of course, thank you for your service to this country as well. And thanks for the kind words, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, let's just do a few more. Uh, son of the wolf, rest in peace, uncle Ted. Yep. Uh, <laughs> they're always uncles. Why are they always uncles? Why not uh, <laughs> some other relative? Grandpa Ted. Yeah. Uh, Plum Logan, Lauren Southern got honey potted by an international fed, told her story to the world and still hasn't wrapped her head around it. Absolute tragedy. Okay. I don't, I don't think that that's what happened. Like, I don't think he had like some, some crazy government job. I think that they just fed, thought that fed, they could, fed, 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 fed. I think that they thought they could like work beyond oh, their jobs. That they could have this life beyond their jobs. And they just kind of, they just kind of couldn't do it. That guy sounds like an absolute shithead then. Like I only saw the Twitter funny. post. I did not see the video. Oh, I watched the video like <laughs> totally glued to it. Um, I hope the best okay, for her and her her family. Her, and her um, family, yeah. I forget, it's little boy, little girl. It's a little boy. It's a little it? boy, yeah. yeah. And I've, we've been talking about that, my Twitter. I, I can't stop tweeting. But we've been talking about this a lot. Like on the right, we have such a tendency to blame women for everything, myself included. I'm guilty of this. That we forget that some men abandon the family for insufficient reasons. I can't even imagine a situation it's where a man the law, ho, fuck you. <laughs> where a man could abandon his son and to a lesser extent his wife and be justified. Right? And she was very clear in the video. She's like I uh, did everything I can to make sure that they can still have a relationship. She had a mediator contact yeah. him and, and say like these are the terms you can see your child whenever you want to and he was like nope, I have no interest in having any relationship with my child. Of course, we have one side of the story as far as I'm aware. He's that's not true, spoken but publicly, but if that's what happened, I mean, you can't. She said that she can provide all sorts of uh, all sorts of receipts. I'm like, I, I find it hard to believe that she would come out and say this and not expect retaliation from him if she weren't telling the truth. Hmm. 
All right. Uh, of course, I hope all the best for her family and uh, for her son in particular. On that note. All right. We will uh, come back to your chats at the end of the show. Very much appreciated, guys. Thank you for making. Uh, um, I'll have to just circle back with you, you for making it a special and memorable and sentimental final stream in the house. But uh, we got to get back to the news and mm-hmm. um, starting with, uh, well, I another uh, just a piece of malarkey involving the Biden family. Just something that doesn't matter at all. No crimes to see here. The only president or ex-president who commits crimes is Donald Trump. Nothing. Uh, remotely similar whatever happened with any other politician. Oh, yeah, yeah. You guys remember uh, Ukrainian natural gas firm Burisma Holdings, where Hunter Biden was on the board? So this confidential source told the FBI in June 2022, or 2020, so this is just uncovered, that Biden was paid $5 million by an executive of this company. So what this confidential source said was that the Burisma executive discussed Hunter's role on the board (laughs) and questioned why the Burisma executive needed his or her advice in acquiring access to U.S. oil if he had Hunter Biden on the board, which makes sense. And the Burisma executive answered uh, by referring to Hunter Biden as dumb or an idiot. And he's the smartest man that Joe has ever known. (laughs) I know. And explained to the source that Burisma had to pay the Bidens because Ukrainian prosecutor Viktor Shokin was investigating Burisma and said it was going to be difficult to enter the U.S. market um, in the midst of that investigation. So the confidential source further was talking about this conversation, suggesting to the executive that he paid the Bidens $50,000 each. And then the Burisma executive straight up was like, no, no, not $50,000, $5 million. Add a few more zeros, yeah. (laughs) Yep. So I, I don't know. You know, we're always skeptical of confidential sources, but they did come forward to the FBI and did a very in-depth interview that's documented. So that's of, for something, right? Of course, consistency is key. I will always be uh, skeptical of uh, federal law enforcement sources say, uh, but it, it should be noted that this particular federal law enforcement source has an established track record too. This is not just Correct. a guy coming forward to say something. This is uh, a guy that the feds have used in other investigations and prosecutions in the past. So far, we, we don't, we haven't, we don't, all we have is this guy's claim. So we don't have an identity on this guy. We just have what he's telling the FBI and records of what he's telling the FBI. And so it might be worthwhile to get some more information on that. But Joe Biden was asked about this particular allegation and he just joked. He just laughed it off and he said, it. what else? It's a bunch of malarkey. Very allegation. Congresswoman Nancy May says there's damning evidence in the FBI file that you sold out the country. Do you have a response to the congressional Republicans? Where's the money? I'm joking. Mr. President, Mr. President, it's a bunch of Well, it's uh, it's hard to find the money when nobody investigates it and declares uh, the most likely place to find it, Hunter's laptop, to be Russian disinformation. Uh, or exactly. maybe we'll, we'll check one of the few dozen unexplained LLCs your family made for the purpose of moving such piles of money. Maybe we look in there. But, uh... Or maybe, maybe we just look behind the, uh, maybe we just look behind the pride flag. Has anyone checked that? He might hide a lot of, it's very big. You can hide a lot of cash behind that. So as we'll get to in a moment, it's the first ever national gay state of emergency as declared by the human rights campaign. And, um, 
what's an urgent threat to the gays is that every institution of federal power is being deployed to celebrate them. Apparently we have certain federal institutions devoted to going after Trump. And then what's left over, we have devoted to celebrating the gays. That appears to be the division of labor in the halls of the federal government these days. So yesterday, uh, yesterday the white house hung a pride flag from its exterior pillars front and center. It was flanked secondarily by American flags, American flags on the side, pride flag front and center. And Biden tweeted uh, today, the people's house, your house sends a clear message to the country in the world. America is a nation of, uh, of butt sex and fraudulent blowies. I think is what he said, <laughs> or sorry, I misread it's uh, America's a nation of pride. Oh, 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 right. Okay. Yeah. Pride of butt sex and project. Proud butt sex. Trump. Now, for perspective, we have photos of the White House not decorated in any comparable way for Easter, not decorated this way for Christmas. It's not even decorated this way for Veterans Day or Memorial Day. Only the gays get this kind of pandering. And somehow they are still the victims. I shouldn't say only the gays. Don't forget the trannies. The trannies are also part of this. So Biden also hosted this pride event over the weekend in which he stood in front of a giant rainbow graphic and revived one of his go-to lies that people are getting kicked out of restaurants for being gay. Biden also coined a new term, transgester, which uh, explains his hat. What the hell's going on here? Let me try once more. Are you, is the clip playing, playing for me? Oh, well, here we go. I can't get it to play. When Blame a person can be mad in the afternoon, something is still very hold on, wrong. Hold on, hold on. Let's. When a person okay. can be married in the morning and thrown out of a restaurant for being gay in the afternoon, something is still very wrong in America. As commander in chief, I was proud to have ended the ban on transgender Americans, transgender Americans serving in the United States military. He did say transgender, didn't he? <laughs> he corrected himself in fairness. What a disaster. Transgender Americans. Now, what restaurants are kicking gay people out? Because at this point, I'm very interested in Based, supporting that yeah. business. Where, where do I For go? For real. Yeah. Where do I get the uh, no homos burger? Uh, <laughs> I want to check it out. Uh, this is this this claim about the restaurants is just like his story where he said his dad saw two gay guys kissing in Wilmington in the 50s or 60s or whenever that was oh that's that's love little Joey and he, even though they would have been arrested at the time another made up Joe Biden classic that has no truth to it whatsoever he just keeps repeating so people will think it's true um, but the Bidens and I say the Bidens as in uh, Joe and Jill they also said that states restricting gender reassignment surgeries and hormones for kids, that they're the ones targeting the kids. You know, when families across the country face excruciating decisions to relocate to a different state to protect their child from dangerous anti-LGBTQ laws, we have to act. We have to act as a nation. We need to push back against the hundreds of callous and cynical bills and laws introduced in states targeting transgender children, terrifying families, and criminalizing doctors and nurses. We want our kids just to be kids running around and, hey, eating too much sugar. <laughs> 
to laugh with the friends that we wish we saw more often. What? That's that's our argument. We just want our kids to be kids and not have to worry about any of this weird tranny shit. We want our kids to be kids and also to hack off a, a dick or a boob and pump a kid full of chemicals from time to time. Other than that, be kids. As we'll get to, this sounds a lot like um, a lot less. Sounds a lot less like victimization. A lot less like please just let us lives live our lives in privacy as was originally so a lot more like we have to have access to control access to and control of your children and if you have uh, something unkind to say about that that means you're victimizing us but perhaps there's no demonstration more absurd uh, and no demonstration more uh, conclusive that the alleged victims are in fact the actual aggressors um over the weekend at Pride March DC, Lockheed Martin, uh, Lockheed Martin had their own float in the parade. Why? What is that on the left? The big fat guy? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Ugh, pandering. Lockheed Martin, of course, is a uh, defense contractor. They manufacture, among other things, the planes to do the bombing. So they're actually doing the meme in this case, bombing <laughs> other countries with the rainbow graphic. They're, they're quite literally doing the meme. Or maybe it's even more serious than this. Um, we've discussed this previously on the show. They're actually doing the gay bomb, perhaps. <laughs> The gay bomb was a speculated research project of the Air Force in the 90s. There was some evidence for this that was produced by a FOIA request in the form of a three-page proposal on a variety of possible non-lethal chemical weapons. The idea here is to make a psychochemical weapon with sex pheromones that would make enemy forces sexually attracted to each other. So this is a bomb that you would drop on your enemies to make them all raging flamers and thus easily defeated because they're now engaged in proud butt sex that our country honors at the White House. Why do we get gay bombed and we just don't know it? I don't, that would explain a lot. If a gay, if you told me gay bombs had been deployed in every urban center in the country, that. Okay. So it's chemtrails, but they're, they're, they're gay chemtrails. That's what. Maybe there's (laughs) Lockheed Martin must does Lockheed Martin really want the approval of the uh, LGBT mafia? Is that why they're there? Or does Lockheed Martin have a business interest in this particular pride march? Get my money's going on business interest. Yeah, they, they figured something out. It must be the gay bombs. Well, despite nothing but affirmation from government and from corporations and from entertainment and from celebrities and pretty much everyone everywhere you look, A gay activist group declared this week that that's still not good enough. In fact, not only is it not good enough, it's actually dangerous. And you would think we live in Uganda where they just passed a law allowing, in some cases, the death penalty for being gay. Why are you gay? Yeah, that guy's Uganda. Ugandan, right? A reminder, by the way, this country up until about 20 years ago, when they dug deep into the penumbras and found the constitutional right to butt sex and the all-purpose due process clause of the 14th Amendment, <laughs> they dug deep in the 14th Amendment to find the right to dig deep into a man's ass. That's how it worked. Oh, uh, it was criminal in many states to have gay sex. Not all, but in it was Lawrence v. Texas because 
Texas criminalized gay sex. <laughs> Somehow now, though, now is the state of emergency. Somehow it's worse today for gays and trannies in America than it was then, even though every year they get the, some new win uh, and still pretend to be victimized. So so this is just a classic example of how activists drive the reporting, drive the media narrative. The Human Rights Campaign, which is a flaming leftist advocacy organization, they put out a preposterous report on Thursday called, quote, LGBTQ plus Americans under attack, a report and reflection of the 2023 state legislative session. And without, without scrutiny, or at least without much scrutiny, media outlets just parrot this headline. They, they, they take it from activism into supposed journalism. CNN, human rights campaign declares a national state of emergency for LGBTQ plus people. NBC, nation's largest LGBTQ advocacy group, declares state of emergency. AP, LGBTQ plus Americans are under attack. Human rights campaign declares in state of emergency warning. And repeating that last claim, using the word attack, is particularly exaggerated and irresponsible. You might think this is Uganda. There must be public beatings of gay people. Everyone gather around in the town square. Not even in North Idaho are those happening. Blonde has not seen one. We can't do that up here. No fag drags in North Idaho. (laughs) And the report, you look at the report, it does not actually make an allegation of an increase in hate crimes or an increase in violence or anything like that. Things that you would think of when you hear the word attack. In fact, the sole focus of the report is an increase in state laws or bills under consideration restricting certain gay and in particular transgender behaviors. But more specific than that, behaviors as they relate to children. Mm -hmm. So the Human Rights Campaign's central claim is that there were over 500 anti-gay and anti-trans bills introduced in state legislatures across the country this year. That's roughly a 500% increase over recent years. And I'm sure that's true. I actually will grant their accounting is accurate, that we do have a lot more bills on this topic than we have previously, at least in the last half decade or decade or so. But there are two ways to interpret that. Are people getting more and more anti-gay, which the polling actually shows the opposite? Or are you guys trying to get away with more and more shit? Because it sure seems like you're trying (laughs) to get away with more and more shit, especially as it relates to the kids. Oh gosh, we are just we are just two probably two months out from full on accepting minor attracted persons and government. The so. maps are coming. Oh yeah, the the, the Rachel coming. Levine map is like mm-hmm. next administration. This is all about pedophilia, all of it. Well, I would like to uh, make the consenting adults should have the rights to, and I'm not even dismissing that. I don't want the force of law exercised against gay people merely because they're gay. But if your point is it's nothing to do with the kids, you probably should stop all the kids stuff. Don't you think lay yes, down the totally. kid's sword. And we can all agree that, that what we're doing in society right now with this open acceptance is clearly worse for everybody than you guys just getting the hell back in the closet. Like I don't want to gay bash anybody. Ellen page. Maybe <laughs> you. Maybe we'll get to that in a minute. clearly legitimate gay bashing that happened in West Hollywood. Anyway, um, so you look at their accounting of of what these bills actually are and it starts to get interesting. Oh, so these are, these are attacks on gay people and transgender people. You say, okay, what are these attacks? And they list all these state laws that constitute this state of emergency and these attacks. 
23 states require boys and girls to compete in their own sports in school. High well, school, that's just tragic. That's just high terrible. school age transgender youth, as as HRC characterizes it, um, you can't be. Uh, these are states where trans kids are unable to simply play alongside their friends. No, you can play. You just can't be a boy who beats up on girls as has always been the standard up until now. 20 states, 20 states ban gender transitions for kids. Okay. Uh, Again, we're talking about transgender youth Mm -hmm. tax on attack. These are attacks on our entire community because kids are, uh, we're just going to have kids doing it. 10 states require kids in school to use the bathroom of their biological sex. Again, the standard until now. That's yeah. always been the case. Six states prohibit uh, school teachers or, administers from, or administrators from discussing sexuality or gender identity with kids. Six states require teachers or administrators to inform parents if their kid starts becoming a tranny at school. <laughs> Six states prohibit teachers or administrators from using pronouns inconsistent with the child's sex. In other words, everything these people are complaining about, every reason they're providing to constitute this supposed state of emergency is about other people's kids. Mm-hmm. The state of emergency is that it's getting harder for them to force their will upon your children. Interpret that yeah. as you may. That would be an emergency for them. It sounds like it. And so the question is, well, what do they want? Number one, they want access to your kids, as we've mm-hmm. just discussed. But additionally, they want national control. Yes. A national state of emergency requires a national solution, of course. So they'll try to undo these state laws by declaring these things. What? Federal issues, just like everything else. Thus undoing our constitutional design. And of course, they want the money, too. Where there's a state of emergency, they increase their revenue. Gay marriage wasn't good enough for them, not on principle. It wasn't good enough for them as a matter of business. Because if gay marriage is good enough, they're out of business. So it can never be good enough. There has to be a new oppression to conquer. And the new oppression is they can't have unrestricted access to and full control of your kids. That's the state of emergency, according to their own evidence. And it's kicking off, as I mentioned at the top of the show. If the gay wars happen, I guess it's Southern California Antifa guys versus Armenian parents in Glendale, apparently. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So it looks like three people were arrested after these crazy fights broke out between Glendale um, School District or between the parents of this Glendale School District and uh, Antifa or LGBTQ whatever activists. So in this uh, news story that we're going to watch they they said that it's just because they wanted uh to name pride month like officially in the school but it's actually an entirely new curriculum like a pride inclusive curriculum um and it's just it's just crazy what they're demanding to do uh we should watch this clip and then i'll read this here's some of the footage of the fighting Breaking news, fights break out outside the Glendale School Board meeting as board members prepare to recognize June as Pride Month. Oh boy. Wow. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I just love the narration from the eye in the sky. Sounds uh, And you and I on Skype earlier, we were talking about some of the logistics. The Glendale uh, School District... I don't know, superintendent or something. She came out and she said, I just want to be transparent about what we're actually trying to do. And so she sent out this big PDF document to all parents explaining what this curriculum actually is. And there's an entire uh, section of the curriculum 
just talking about transgender youth for grades seven to nine. And because of some dumbass California leftist law, it is the only part of the sex ed curriculum uh, that you cannot opt out of as a parent. So your child has to be subject uh, has to be subjected to the transgender module at age. What age, how old are you when you're in the seventh grade, like 12? Something like that, 13, maybe. Yeah. And there's no option for parents to be like, nope, they can opt out of the um, sexual reproductive part of sex ed, which is <laughs> like the most innocuous part, you know, I mean, it's I, the transgender part that everybody cares about. Yeah. Obviously, you can as a parent, you you have the right to opt out as a moral matter and you should as a legal matter, too. But to me, as a parent, the the biological lesson makes a lot more sense if any, then this kind of like sexual identity, sexual, sexual jollies nonsense, mm-hmm. the, the biological yeah. reality. Okay. But not like, you know, the, the example that we saw with uh, the, the California school, uh, whatever high school that was, where the teacher was telling them about sex toys at Target and how to, how to make butt sex with a guy extra pleasurable or whatever she was yeah. saying. I know. Um, oh it's, just, ugh, it's just so gross. I, I dropped this quote in here because I kind of couldn't believe it, but this is from some pedo to be sure LGBTQ plus supporter quote. They should be taught because so many of them already know at three years who they are and they need to know the options they have in life to close them off, to shut down the questions that have already had in their minds. I wish there were books out there that I could turn to mentors. I could turn to or facilities that I could turn to because I grew up feeling totally alone. My daughter is three. And she has no concept of any of this shit. No, con- like the idea that somebody would be like, oh, by three, you already know that you're a tranny. I, I find that so accosting, like so morally accosting. Um, we're At not going to have hardly any concept of what a human being itself even is. Yeah. yeah. You know? it's, it's just crazy. She, she just blurts out non sequiturs all the time. She doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> and she like, she's supposed to have this in-depth concept about her identity and yeah. how her gender interacts with the world around her, how she feels on the inside versus how she looks on the outside. She's like projecting that on a child is so abusive. Um, it just makes me want to murder these people. Well, yeah. You want to talk about uh, provoking violence. If someone were to come up to you and say, I am going to forcibly install knowledge of that nonsense into your daughter's mind. Uh, yeah. Blonda would be throwing some haymakers too. I think at minimum. We're sure. <laughs> it's uh, we've mentioned it before. Now as a general rule, violence is not a response to words. I understand, but you want to see some words that will provoke violence. Like just For go sure. start fucking with someone's kid. There are words that can provoke violence. And see what happens. I'm going to rape your kid. Like, okay, then I'm (laughs) going to kill you. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Um, Just, again, leave leave the kids out of it. And uh, we won't have these problems. But they can't. But they can't because they're pedophiles. That's why. And it's not just the gay war that's that's kicking off. But now the gay war is entering the virtual war under the exact same themes. Mm -hmm. I've been out of Call of Duty for a couple of years now. But... um, in Call of Duty, which of course is just kind of a player v player online com- competitive game where everybody's shooting each other in various capacities to achieve certain competitive goals. Okay. And when you're in the Call of Duty world, you have what's called a skin, or that, that's what your character appears as. Think of a skin as like a costume. And there are hundreds of these costumes that your character could wear. Some of them are for sale, some of them you can earn. It's how your character appears to everybody else in that video game world. And one of these skins was um, 
was apparently for the uh, a well-known uh, gamer, a well-known player of the game named uh, named Nick Marks. So you could play as Nick Marks in the latest Call of Duty. And in response to some uh, uh, some of the video of this Glendale uh, parents face off, Nick Marks tweeted uh, on Wednesday, they should leave the little children alone. That's the real issue. That's all he said. They should leave little children alone. That's the real issue. Well, I by, hope somebody killed him for that. By the next day, Call of Duty was tweeting on their official account uh, that they had removed his skin from the game. As in, you can't play as that character anymore. On so Twitter, they digitally killed him. Yeah, kind of. Uh, on Twitter, Call of Duty said they are focused on celebrating pride with their employees and community. So why are you saying that you can't celebrate pride adequately and also leave the kids alone? Why are those mutually exclusive things, Call of Duty? Make of that what you will. Uh, to his credit, though, Nick Merckx has refused to apologize. He has not Bad taken the, the Anthony Bass route. He's discussed the issue on his stream, and he's actually very respectful. I don't know him well. I don't, I don't watch this sort of stuff anymore. But he's not he's not going on his stream saying, get a load of these trannies and faggots. Am I right? No, he, <laughs> he got on there and he said, uh, hey, man, I just don't think I don't think it's good for kids to be involved in this in any capacity. But I do. I am an agree to disagree kind of guy. So if you disagree, that's fine. Uh, I don't have hate for anybody. I just think that as a general rule, she doesn't belong in schools. Isn't for kids. I'm a little soft. You could argue that he, but he, but he said crucially, I'm not apologizing about the tweet because I don't feel like it's wrong. Okay. Correct. If this is your viewpoint, you don't apologize for that viewpoint. And there's, there's maybe a boycott angle brewing to it. Lots of people are saying they're not playing the game anymore. Um, huh. And big streamers like Dr. Disrespect are now uh, apparently protesting the game or uninstalling the game, not playing it anymore. As I mentioned, I've been out of Call of Duty for several years now. There, there is a, a another component to this, though. It's not just uh, people boycotting on the basis that they think the politics are insufferable, which I agree that they are. Uh, there's kind of a consumer angle to this. But as far as I understand, back in my Call of Duty day, these, these skin items were for sale. So you want to play as Nick Merckx or anybody else in this bundle, you pay like five bucks or whatever, and then you get these character costumes. So I'm, as far as I understand, people paid for the Nick Merckx skin. Then he tweeted ah, something yeah. very innocuous that Call of Duty didn't like about let's not go after kids. And, and then they of, did not get refunded. Sure. And Call of Duty banned the, they deleted that. Mm -hmm. So the people who paid for that product don't even get that product. And Call of Duty has not clarified whether they're going to refund those people or not. So it's just from a basic consumer perspective, you were sold fraudulent goods effectively um and that's a, it's a bunch of nonsense in that regard too okay uh you ready for some hoax hate always even though tonight's show has been entirely hoax hate it seems but now we have elliot page and now the nobody saw it happen but it's totally a product of trump's america hoax hate crime of the week Shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? Elliot Page, formerly known as actress Ellen Page, has a new book out called Page Boy. 
in which she apparently tells us how obviously happy she's become as a carnival freak show fake man with her boobs so cut off. happy. Yeah. Um, now, as part of this Page Boy book, Page claims that while standing outside of the Pink Dot convenience store in West Hollywood last year, an enraged and hateful stranger approached her and said, quote, I'm going to fucking gay bash you faggot. Page then ran toward the store in fear. In fact, ran inside the store. The man pursued Page to the store door and stood in the store's doorway and yelled, this is why I need a gun. That's really all there is to the story. Now, Page, Page says that she feels she no longer feels safe in Los Angeles for this reason. Of all the crime and degeneracy in L.A. That's the, the reason. Yeah, is, is you made up a story about some guy saying, Dude, hey, this look, is Jesse Smollett level. Of course. Lies. Um, don't these people have anybody around them to be like, you got to take that down a notch. Like nobody would. See. Don't they have like one friend that has a racist, sexist cousin that's like, we don't. Yeah, they don't that. say it that way. Or yeah. I assume maybe the memoir was ghostwritten, or did uh, Elliot Page actually write this memoir, Page Boy? Now, just conceptually absurd, of course. I'm supposed to believe that that some out-of-place redneck saw Ellen or Elliot Page and confused her for a gay guy. Never. And became enraged. Oh, I ain't never seen a faggot around these parts. <laughs> Except for you're you're in West Hollywood, which is probably the gayest place in California outside of San Francisco. Yeah, it's like 85% of people are openly having anal sex just in the street. Can you walk oh. in West Hollywood without seeing a gay guy on an no. average day? Probably not. No. I live there. You can't. It's impossible. <laughs> and, and, and where's the evidence? The, the pink dot supposedly has uh, th this convenience store supposedly has cameras. In fact, uh, one guy on Twitter has posted a video or uh, images from from Google uh, Street showing that there appear to be cameras on the outside of the establishment. Why have we not seen footage of this? The story says that as told, it says that uh, the employees at the pink dot helped Ellen Page or Elliot Page. Why are they not identified? Where are these employees to testify to this story? And there does not appear to be a police report either. So did did Elliot not tell the police about this? I'm so intimidated in Los Angeles, but also I want no police protection. And allow me to say that the testimony of this person alone, that being Elliot Page, not sufficient evidence itself. Because recall, right after the Jussie Smollett hoax in 2019, Ellen Page, back then, went on Stephen Colbert's show to say it's obviously real. The Jussie Smollett story is obviously real, and it's all Mike Pence's fault. Now, I had to distort this footage a little bit because CBS's copyright bot on YouTube is aggressive, but you get the idea. Fired it feels up. impossible to you not feel to this way right now with yeah. the president and the vice president, Mike Pence, who like wishes I couldn't be married. Let's just be clear. The vice president of America wishes I didn't have the love with my wife. He wanted to ban that in Indiana. He believes in conversion therapy in terms of connecting the dots, in terms of what happened the other day to Jesse. I don't know him personally. I saw I sent all of my love. Connect the dots. This is what happens. If you are in a position of power and you hate people and you want to cause suffering to them, you go through the trouble. You spend your career trying to cause suffering. What do you think is going to happen? Kids are going to be abused and they're going to kill themselves. And people are going to be beaten on the street. This needs to stop. The fact that she wants to bring up child abuse is, is unconscionable. 
Also, who has caused more distress, more cruelty to her sense of self and to her well-being than LGBTQ activists? And who? children in general. And, and, children, and yeah. transgender it, it, people so, in general, too. And well, who good. wants can somebody actually make an argument to me that she would be better off going through this weird fucking transition, cut her tits off, get like a weird six pack, act like she's a dude, even though she's four foot nine and looks like a little elf, that she's better off in that situation than getting conversion therapy where she would just gotten shocked a few times. Who gives a shit? Is she still together with her lesbian wife? No, they got divorced because she was like, I can't do this tranny thing. It's too weird. Okay. I was wondering if they were in a regular muff diving lesbian. And like, you got to like bring a weird dick into the situation. (laughs) Maybe the part of the story once I maybe she was still married. Mike Pence would walk by and say, Hey, that's the way I'm glad you've sorted it out. Now that this is just a normal straight marriage, Elliot, good on you. Uh, so it, sick of people acting like this is for the good of people, that tolerance is yeah. for the good of society. Who is hurting more than her? Gen- she has ruined her life. She yes. is fucked. Never going to have a normal sexual experience, relationship, job, her image, uh, people's image of her destroyed. She's always going to be a weirdo. Yeah. And there's no going back because of what she's done to her body. Gender delusion is a hell of a drug, man. It will destroy your life universally. And for her to lecture the rest of us about uh, inflicting suffering on others by advocating against this sort of thing. No, uh, the stopping of the suffering is what we'd all like to see, actually. Right. But she who knows the suffering wants to um, allow this to be an option for underage children. You know who it's not it's not just the out of place redneck in West Hollywood who hates her. Apparently, her dad even hates her, too, or at least that's her claim. Wouldn't you? God. (laughs) Um. It would take a lot for me to hate my children, but... uh, Okay, this is it. This concept of unconditional love, I don't think it exists. Like, Emmeline turns out like this, and I'm like, I didn't bring you up this way. Like, I I don't know what to tell you. If you want to come back here, it's fine. But, like, this is unacceptable. Apparently, she's such a liar that her own dad hates her. Uh, Because in the book, Paige says she hasn't talked to her dad in years. Remember, Paige um, was also the reason indirectly that Jordan Peterson got banned on Twitter. Peterson dead named Ellen Page and saying she had her boobs removed by a criminal physician. That's why he got banned last summer. And um, then Jordan Peterson was unbanned in the fall after Elon Musk took over. And he posted that video where he said, up yours, woke moralists, and we'll see who cancels who. Well, Ellen Page's dad liked that tweet, which was very hurtful to uh, Ellen or, or Elliot Page. So uh, that's that's a rough go for a dad. I'm reduced to just liking posts critical about my daughter on the Internet. Yeah, on the Internet. Yeah, that's the relationship that we have. Hmm. Well, whatever. I mean, he sold her out to Hollywood at a young age and she probably got raped a bunch. So this is on him, too. Hmm. He probably should have interfered. There probably is a reason why she is the way that she is. Yeah, there probably was some psychological trauma of some sort. She All right. A child uh, actor? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here's a new one. I've never seen. Well, maybe not. Never dead animal. Wait, 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 wait. hold on. What? She started acting. Her first movie was at age 10. Okay. So, uh, you know, daddy's responsible for this. I'm the sure. circumstances were created. Certainly. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Proceed. Um, this is a new one though. I, I've not seen the deployment of a dead animal frequently. But the mayor of Redmond, Oregon, says someone left a racially hateful and intimidating note at the door of his law office, plus a dead raccoon at that doorstep. 
Ed Fitch says he made the discovery about 6.30 this morning when he arrived at his law office on Southwest 5th Street. The mayor says he's disturbed by the words and the death of the animal. Redmond police say the incident is being investigated as a possible bias crime. Certainly racial. It was very hateful. This was an unfortunate uh, example of you still have some wackos out there who don't get it. People have to get over the fact that things change. Redmond's not what it was 50 years ago. Uh, it's a diverse community now, and uh, some people just have a hard time accepting that. They have a hard time accepting the raccoons in particular. It's so diverse. Um, the mayor won't show what the note actually says beyond describing it as racially hateful. Police won't show it either, citing an ongoing investigation. No word on the cause of death for the raccoon either. What happened to that raccoon? The law office is located in a well-trafficked area downtown, but of course there so far is no video to show what happened with this incident. Mayor Fitch yeah. shares his law office with Clifford Evelyn, who is on the city council and is black. My sources say that several controversial progressive policy ideas or even changes have been uh, under consideration by the Redmond City Council. And funny, now that the... Now that there's been an episode of hate against the mayor, the community is coming together to support Ugh. the council once again, according to the uh, the local paper or the paper over in Bend. Uh, this last one, uh, I'll, I'll just read the headline. I, I believe it to be accurate. Man video recording in women's locker room. That's OK if he's trans. In fact, the woman will be charged with a hate crime. Yeah. Is there anything I can say that's not explained in the clip? This, uh, this, uh, this lady that works at the, um, was yeah. she an MTA facility operator or something like that? Um, she's like, what are you doing in here to this obvious tranny? But it wasn't really about the trans thing. It's that he was blasting his music. It seemed mostly like it's a dispute over this tranny being an asshole. And it has very little to do with him being a tranny. Anyway, so um, he recorded her and she's getting charged with, with something. He records her. She hits yeah. the phone out of, out of his, his hand. hand. And now she's getting charged with a hate crime. You see the biceps on this bitch, man. <laughs> Here we go. On this dude. Nana Mangual has yeah. faced hate before, but never thought it would happen at her workplace. I was in disbelief and shock. <laughs> this is cell phone video from an incident inside a woman's locker room here at the MTA Eastchester bus depot. Mangual, who identifies as a woman, says after she finished taking a shower, she began to get dressed. When she alleges a fellow bus operator, Sonia Rivera, went on a verbal attack. What the f is this i'm listening to my gospel music she goes into the first stall bathroom stall and from the first bathroom stall she screams out turn that music off this isn't a disco you just got here who the you think you are then it got physical apparently the cell phone was knocked out of mangual's hands she told me i needed to be in the men's bathroom and mm -hmm. when she realized I was recording, she turned around and physically, now physically, attacked me. Police arrested Rivera, who is a longtime employee with the MTA. Right. So dude is recording video in a, in a women's bathroom and the woman gets arrested for noticing and, yes, physically yeah. objecting to that video recording. Whatever. He looks like Rosie Perez, but like with tons of testosterone, taking tons of testosterone. Yikes. I had to save yeah, the best I mean, clip from uh, that interview. What the f is this? I just love the way that's phrased. 
Yeah, that's pretty much the gist of it. Yeah. But yeah, clearly it didn't start out as a, hate, a hate incident. It, yeah. You're being annoying in the bathroom and the person was like, fucking stop it. Oh, wait, that's a dick. Why don't you get out of here? Yeah. That's yeah. pretty much how that happened. Anyway, um, we are, are past due to get to the movie review if you're ready. I'm ready. All right, let's get to it. Oh, no, 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 Shut up, shut up, shut up. I clicked the wrong button, and I'm no. going to give away my movie, my, my rating. I figured you liked it. It's fine. Intro. In a world of movie references flying over his head, one man will finally watch them. This is the Matt and Blonde Show movie review. Tonight's movie is the 1999 sci-fi classic The Matrix, in which a humble computer programmer and hacker is confronted with the opportunity to see the truth that artificial intelligence has trapped humanity in an artificial reality, and fulfills his prophecy to fight the illusion and break others from its, from its grip. From movie picker Draculama, what if we really are in The Matrix, and are products of our programming and environment, a great action movie, and... Mindbender. As always, your review and your rating. Okay, all right. Um, for the cultural relevance and for the memes and for the allegory, okay, I'm stuck between a three and a four. I'll just start off with hmm. that. I don't, I don't know. Let's let's break it down. It's a pretty good movie, uh, but this film it it must be famously badly acted, right? There must be some some online discussion about how the acting is so bad that it's laughable in this. Have you, have you heard of this before? I didn't look into it too much, but there were times that I just like burst into laughter. I thought Fishburne was pretty good. Um, Fishburne always great, but like Trinity, the, the lesbian playing Trinity and Keanu Reeves, whom, whom I love, but is a terrible actor. Um, I was like, there is no depth to either of these performances and the idea that they're supposed to have sexual chemistry makes me want to vomit not just because i'm pregnant. and i never care about that to begin with so i am i am never i do ca- care about that yeah. it was like so so distracting i, I just kept ta- it just kept taking me out of the movie um that being said i love this idea that people fight for the blue pill we've seen it um we've seen it in so many films like in they live the eight minute fight scene to put on the glasses He's like, no, yeah. like people, people do yeah. not want to do it. And also in Mad Max, the newest Mad Max, um, there's a scene where one of the harem women tries to run back away from um, Charlize Theron's character uh, towards a Morton Joe. And she's like, he gave us the high life. Why are we, why are we leaving? Like we have to accept that when faced with the reality of what we're dealing with and how difficult it's going to be in future, that some people are going to be like, take me back. I don't want to do this anymore. This yeah. was a mistake. Or they'll fight to recognize the reality in the first place. And for that, um, I think it's it, it's an important film. And I really liked it. Um, I I didn't love it because of the acting situation. So I don't know. I'll give it a four. That's, Is this the first fair. time you've seen it? Or have you seen I it? I have seen it like, ooh, when was this? This is early 2000. Jen. 99. I think I saw it like in 99, in 2000. Okay, so your first, time, si- your first time seeing it since being red-pilled to borrow the... I know it's over. the whole that, meme the is over. But yeah. what I mean is you didn't view it through the same lens at the time. Yeah. Did you like it more then or less? I definitely liked it more then because it was more of an innovative concept. And then the CGI didn't look dated at the time. It was like super. There's a little bit uh, of that. Yeah. But um, 
and then I didn't care about things like like bad acting and stuff. Yeah. It's it's a solid movie. It's a solid movie. My criticisms are, and now that I know that you loved it, I kind of just do. <laughs> uh, I don't give a crap about the romance, and it, actually, but in a certain way, I appreciated the concept of the romance in this movie, and that's really what I love about this movie. Is it's one that, even though I had a weekend, I think I watched it on thursday or what day did i watch it i've been thinking about it every day since even though i clearly oh, really? have more pressing tasks to complete which is a sign of a great movie to me that the um i i i saw at least pieces of this movie a long time ago i can't remember if i've ever seen it in full i know the broad red pill concept obviously but i've not sat down and watched it with full attention as i did this week and i just couldn't get it out of my mind and it's one of those reviews where I just have too many things to talk about. So I have to try to make like eight points and I don't have time for an eight point discussion in the moment. So I'll just be quick about some of the things that really stuck in my mind, the concepts. And that's what matters to me. It's a, it's a point I always appreciate whenever it comes up, but the idea that humans are going to engineer our own extinction. I know it's not extinction in this case, but like it's, it's a spiritual extinction. Yeah. Um, seems like the only way this could end, you know, and all we have to do is not play God. All right. Is that, can you just You're not constitutionally incapable of doing that? I don't know. Yeah, it seems so. Um, something, a good lesson to learn from the movies of a few decades ago, pro tip, the bad guys are anti-human. <laughs> when you have agent Smith talking about how humans are, are the virus and or the virus. They, yeah. yeah. Just think about the people who are currently telling you that we are actually a, a virus destroying our planet and we ought to adopt all sorts of suicidal policies. Who are, who are the villains? I'm not saying we should guide our political opinions today by the movies of yesteryear necessarily. It's just there used to be a certain wisdom ingrained in our society. What happened to that? Yeah. You mentioned this, so I won't go over it to fight for the blue pill or just to be so dependent on the system that you'll fight for your own slavery is the way that I was thinking about it. Uh, clearly a theme of this movie and clearly a theme of our current politics. Mm-hmm. And not only do we have politicians trying to establish that dependence for you so that you will vote to support them forever, uh, but we have people fighting for it themselves, fighting for that delusion, like the people attacking parents outside of the school in Glendale. Um, there's a very interesting when, when Morpheus and Neo first meet, there's a discussion about I, I can tell that, you know, this is true, even though you can't explain it. And that's exactly how I feel about the world's moral order and concepts of faith and scripture that we're talking. We can't, it's a reason I do the Bible study. It's like, there's a concept of God that I know to be true. I just don't, I don't know how to explain it, but there's very little doubt in my mind. You know, like I know it's there and I know it's always been there and I know it's always going to be there, but I can't explain it to my own satisfaction and probably to the satisfaction of many in the audience. But it's a concept. That fascinates me. Knowing a concept to be true without the full capacity to explain it. I experienced that in that context. Uh, I, I The reason I liked the uh, Trinity Neo air quotes romance. <clears throat> God, I had a good run in the middle of the show there. The start and the end were rough. But I don't necessarily care about the kiss or the believability of it or any of that. But there is this theme that, that Neo is... Even though he learns the ways of superpowers, he's still not complete and is not able to realize the full extent of his abilities until he has her love. And I know that's a very common theme, but but it's just true. Uh, As a man, there's no money, there's no strength, there's no intelligence, there's not even any superpower that is a substitute for completing manhood with a wife and child. I know there's no child in this, at least in the story so far, but um, you're, you're not complete until you find that. 
in your in your journey into manhood. So don't don't dismiss the uh, importance of that. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of themes here about willing something to be true, and I both love and hate that point. That uh, that that the reason Neo becomes the one is because he believes that he's the one, and there is certainly a lot of truth that attitude can will you to achieve things. There's also yeah. truth that you still have to operate within the the rules of the world. You can't. That's the reason that transgender ideology is nonsense. You can't will yourself out of biological reality. There's a lot to think about there, and so I'll I'll leave that point. Uh, for potential, you can you can read more about my thoughts on that one in the review because I we're up against the clock here. Um, everyone knows the red pill reference, uh, and it is kind of stale now, but the, but the depth of that that point is is still significant. Uh, do you prefer comfortable illusion or do you prefer dangerous truth? And you should really never choose any value over the truth itself, even if it is comfort. Um, the truth has a nasty habit of of breaking illusions and so even if you get temporary comfort by denying the truth that that truth is going to bust up your comfort someday so i I would never choose comfort over the truth itself and there are a lot of interesting themes to that effect in the movie and the action um holds up pretty well and i thought the the gun scenes were awesome uh there was a lot of training involved for the actors with the wires to do all the cool tricks Uh, and this this movie really if not started popularized this kind of bullet time concept of slow motion watching projectiles fly and a lot of video games Mm -hmm. have borrowed that other movies have borrowed that so influential in an action uh genre as well a couple only a couple things i didn't like that aren't really significant um how did neo not shoot morpheus with the helicopter minigun i know that if (laughs) neo doesn't believe he won't shoot morpheus he won't but he he pointed a machine gun at at, uh, morpheus's face and held the trigger like oh the spoon is not there and he just didn't shoot him i mean it was that was a little hard to accept but i guess i'm accepting all sorts of other action elements of this movie and this is not the fault of the movie, but it's the fault of the dudes who think they're chicks who wrote it because now it's been declared oh, right. retroactively pro-tranny propaganda that the, the Wachowski brothers, now sisters, you had uh, you had in 2016, uh, now Lily, formerly Andy Wachowski, giving a speech to the Glad Media Awards saying, oh, I'm I'm really proud that people are re-examining the work through the lens of of transness and the Wachowskis say the movie wasn't written with transgender themes in mind necessarily, but after the fact, now it's clearly a transgender relevant movie because how? that's I, how I, I don't know. I mean, to, th- that's, what's weird. Trannies to me. are literally not living in reality. How do they spin this one? It's chugging the blue pill every day to believe yeah. in transgender ideology. So I, I, I don't know. And, and there's, as far as the matrix, you know, like the matrix implanting fa- a false perception and world into our minds, there is no belief or ideology that the matrix is pushing harder right now than tranny propaganda. Look at the oh, White totally. House over the weekend. So I guess the Wachowskis are pro matrix now. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe You're like, we take the blue pill. Obviously, I guess they chose that. Anyway, you already How know much that trouble Neo went through. <laughs> Uh, I thought this this is an elite movie um, in its thought provoking philosophy and its action. I think it is um, well, just like the Matrix itself. It it cannot be unseen. It is impossible to forget, even if you want to. So uh, it gets a well earned five wiki from me. Wiki, 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 wiki. Oh.
We love you. You're very special. Now, uh, as far as the audience uh, early reaction, everybody loves this movie. Almost two thirds giving it a five wiki and another quarter giving it four. Nobody hates it. Okay. And I, I've heard that Dark City, which is what this movie was loosely based on, is much better than I've ever seen. Hmm. Uh, like it's what 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 era was that made or what year? Like two years before the Matrix. Oh. Oh, I think I did read about that. Was there some kind of uh, lawsuit related to that about stealing, about plagiarism or something like that? I don't know the specifics, but I do know that The Matrix was released after and there was some serious, there's some serious overlap in Hmm. content. Well, next week, set aside a block of time or do it in chunks because we're watching The Godfather and my sources say it is very long. Sweet. So we'll check that out. And then we have uh, one more week to vote on June's nominations from listener Draculama. We'll get a fresh list of nominations for July next week. But this week, the uh, the remaining nominees are Good Morning Vietnam, Star Trek for The Voyage Home, Mary Poppins, The Devil Wears Prada, You've Got Mail, or of course, you can reject the list in favor of a randomly selected top-rated movie instead. Just message me on Twitter, and it is a husband-wife team, as I suspect. Wait, who met? What, uh, Guy, the, the nominator. Oh, he did tell you. Yeah. It, they... they you guys combined? It was supposed to be only for you, Dracula. Oh, come on, be cool. <laughs> it, well, it, that does explain, um, yeah, like the... But good morning, Vietnam, and you've got mail. I was like, huh. Yeah, yeah. People will like what they like. Uh, Devil Wears Prada and The Matrix. I don't know. I guess my wife likes both of those movies, though. Uh, but if you'd like to read my movie reviews, comment how wrong I am, submit your own rating, vote for the next movie, and sign up for the chance to be the movie nominator for the month, the one and only place to do it is in my weekly movie review column linked in the description and on the homepage of the website. That is mattchristensenmedia.com. And that'll do it. We'll uh, catch up with our chatters and we'll call it a final stream in this house. Um, I can't believe I haven't booted yet. This is awesome. JD1492 says, Matt, check out Boosted Boys V8 swapped WRX Blonde. As a Mad Mad Max fan, check out Corey Wheat Customs. Wholesome husband and wife building cool rat rods. Well, thank you for the recommendation. Who? Um, They're called Corey Wheat Customs. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. JD also says, the gay war will most likely involve Apple's Tim Cook and John Bolton jerking each other off at the prospect of war in Taiwan over gay rights and semiconductors. Well, that could be. Those sound like, if, if it's not a formally gay war, those sound like uh, characters involved. The Hillbilly Deluxe says, should we really be surprised that fake dude with an arm tube facsimile uh, for a peener? You can say peener. Also has, peener. Also has daddy issues. They keep making this shit up and they're going to get what they ask for. Well, you keep lying about the hate and the real hate, I guess, will eventually arrive. They're fulfilling their own prophecy, maybe. Haughty Twerkman says, <laughs> is Elliot Page trying to atone Hollywood sadists for the crime of portraying a teen who carries an unintended pregnancy to term and giving the child up for adoption in June? Maybe. That's right. Maybe. I have seen that movie. Uh, that was back when I actually worked at a video rental store was when that movie came out, like 2007, somewhere in there. Mm. It was around that time. At least I think. Let me. The bummer. I always thought yeah, she it was, was 2007. Cute. Well, yeah, it was right though. He's like, "Where's her nose? Why does she even wear glasses?" <laughs> I guess it is awfully small. You're right. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, 
The, it is weird to think about that movie now, though. Yeah, the, the movie Juno would be one 10-minute visit to Planned Parenthood and the credits roll these days. <laughs> yeah, really. Lazar or Laser. It's probably Laser. I've probably been raising this wrong the whole time. Laser, 47. Are some of Biden's moments a glitch in the Matrix? Repeat the line. Well, I don't know. I don't know if the Matrix is real, but I don't know if we've ever had a more Matrixy president than, than this one. Whoever's running the Matrix doesn't seem like doing as good a job as they had previously. Like the Obama Matrix kind of got me. Yeah. The Obama Matrix, I was more plugged in. The Biden Matrix, that's not convincing at all. Mm. All right. We're good on uh, Rumble. We're good on DLive. And we're good on Odyssey. So we'll catch up with YouTube and and Tippy. Uh, Jacob says, listen carefully as I say this once. Matt, take the Super Chat money, go to Walmart off the interstate, buy a can of compressed air, some Q-tips, a bottle of rubbing alcohol, <laughs> then clean your fucking keyboard, you absolute philistine. <laughs> you know, I might actually upgrade to a new keyboard as part of this uh, move in operations. <laughs> you know, uh, I've been ridiculed for this keyboard in the past. Rightfully so. It's a disgusting keyboard. Uh, but that's wait how can anybody tell because in when i posted a video on saturday one of the things i did was i showed the desk space that that has built this Ooh, and it's um mine too i mean mine is is grotesque and uh and at this point it's so old and disgusting that i take a certain pride in that and i just doesn't seem like you i'm, I'm not a clean freak i'm definitely not dirty but in the context of this keyboard i am grimy and disgusting no Do I even know you? I don't know. It's just the keyboard. That's just the way it is. All right. We got to hustle through these. So All right. Throw up. All right. Black magic. My black gay Jewish boyfriend and I went shopping at Walmart today in rural New Hampshire instead of Target. Do you know what we found? Nothing but little American flags and Father's Day mm. stuff. So uh, interesting. Okay. So they've given up. They've surrendered in yeah. rural New Hampshire, you say. Very good. All right. Robin D. Banks. Matt and I once made love. Oh, wait. No, we didn't. Every single time it was a joke. Literally nothing more for the past seven years. Just like every Trump scandal in the same amount of time. I'm so sick of it. I know. I think those stories are more believable than the the Trump scandals now. Thank you. Slosher. Blonde, you look beautiful with your teeny tiny nose. Sorry about my whole country being on fire. Just lie to me. Lie to me. We're at least not getting that here because that's all East stuff. But mm-hmm. we've had several bad. Your smoke last summer was way worse than so we. Bad. You guys were. I had to go to Seattle. Insane. Yeah. Thank you, Slosher. Daniel Zermano. Love you, too. I'm subscribed and watching for years. Matt is an example and blonde is the type of wife I wish I had. Always appreciate you. Oh. Thank you so much. Well, thank um, you kindly. I very much appreciate that. that. And thanks for supporting the show. We Kaiser love you. You're very special. Very special. Happy to hear charges against a pen man were dropped after he was arrested for quoting the Bible in public at an alphabet event. Can I get a LaDonda sound drop for the angry alphabet types? <laughs> uh, you can, uh, okay. of course. It's not against the law, ho. Fuck you. I think it's LaDonna. Not La- it might be LaDindu. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It is LaDonna. Hey, nobody's going to besmirch LaDonna on this uh. show. American um, hero. Our most uh, requested guest. One day we'll done. secure her. Um, yeah, I did hear about that story. I didn't look into the details because I just haven't have been so news disconnected for the last few days. But if that's the outcome, that's that's good to hear. Thank you for that info and for supporting. Just me. Matt, as a disabled vet, I pay my most profound respects to your brother. I wish you and your family all the best. I wish you the, both the best. And I'm looking forward to my summer vacation in Bozeman. Be safe. Oh, cool. 
And no, I pray for you both. That is so nice. Well, thank Gosh, you. And uh, obviously you have my respect and appreciation for uh, your service and your sacrifice as well. And, um, and it, not that I intend to compromise your summer vacation, but if you're in town and you'd like to say the word, go ahead and say the word. Um, and if you don't want to, that's fine too. Cause, uh, there's lots of cool stuff to do in this town. And by the way, uh, I owe you a Bernie for that one, too. Uh, this is a very sentimental chat, but I hate to diminish it with a Bernie, but rules are rules. I am not going to be niggardly. Uh, thank you, man. Fat Hooligan. Farewell to Uncle Ted. He was an austere scholar. Matt and Blonde, congrats on your ever-expanding families. Proud of you. And Blonde, this $10 is only if you hold off on puking this stream. I think that mac and cheese that I made might have done it. Pretty close, but if you need a refund, you can email me. If blonde breaks the rule. I know we got a while to go. Araya says best things to ease the kind of morning all day sickness is to replace electrolytes. Trust me. My first pregnancy, I lived off cheese on white bread sandwiches. The only thing I could keep down. It's amazing that these babies don't die from us just eating yeah. trash. I don't know. I got uh, Taco Bell for breakfast. Brondo. Brondo is what you need. Just like plants replace oh, electrolytes. Yeah. Brondo. Yeah. My enormous butt. We love you. You're very special. Congrats to both of you on the baby news. Thank you. Thank you. We love you. You're very special. You are very Thank special you. as well. Um, Ryan has Matt, your commitment to consistency regarding the streams throughout the move is remarkable. Cheers. Yes, he's always on it. Oh, thank you. Uh, I will. I certainly appreciate the compliment, but uh, get back to me when I actually achieve it. I'm worried about <laughs> we'll see how it goes on Wednesday, but there's kind of intent in that too. I want to test on a Wednesday as opposed to a Sunday. Cause Oh yeah. I mean, Wednesdays are uh, they're wild cards as everyone knows. We value the Wednesday stream, but it's clearly less important than Sunday. <laughs> well, you just, you never know what you're going to get on a Wednesday. And that includes technical difficulties. I'd prefer to have them on Wednesday. True story. It's more of a, it's just more of a shit show. Mm-hmm. Not that Sunday um, is, but you get what I mean. We know what you mean. Phil says, rest in peace, Uncle Ted. Perhaps he should have targeted different people. But his writing was on point. His commentary on leftists being critical of new tech until they took the levers of power was particularly present. Hmm. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, I got to check this out. I got to read this. Uh, 1983 Bantam. <laughs> Leave it to Blonde to positively eulogize a murdering terrorist. I wish Matt would take the opportunity of his to move to also move away from Blonde's wow. stupid cancerous presence on this show. Bantam, you actually sent this um, multiple times. So uh, normally I would say email us and we'll give the money back. But thank you so much for your donation. I really appreciate kill it. Him, kill him with kindness. Uh, I actually <laughs> no, don't see it. sent this to us multiple times. It's, I don't see it up. multiple times myself. So maybe it fed Scroll through. up a little bit. Yeah, I don't see them. But yeah, if there are multiple charges, we can take care of them. Um, for some reason, I have some negative connotation with this person's username. Oh, I don't know. From before. But, uh, um, you know, the show doesn't exist without me. Like, Matt would just have to do a new show. Yeah, we could. Uh, there's got to be a reason you're here listening and supporting the show. And I, I don't even say that. I'm not intending to mock, obviously. I appreciate your support for the show. But if $10 you is like, it's not nothing. Right? If you truly hated the production, I just, I don't think that you would contribute in that way. And that, you, you don't have to love it. There's, and I said I'm against murder. She cucked on murder. I cucked on murder. Yeah. What's the problem here? We all love Ted. I think we can all agree that Ted Kaczynski was a historic man. Hey, uh, you see? 
<laughs> he was historic. You know what other historic man is referenced on the show? Uncle A. Kyle Hitler, baby. Uncle A. Eulogized frequently. Now, I get what you're saying, Bantam. Obviously, but we're not here to promote murder, okay? But at the same time, I don't think that that you can just say that you can dismiss the philosophical component of it entirely. In ways, I, I look at it with, through the lens, I suppose, of the killdozer in many ways. Yeah. Um, I, I think that old Marvin Hemeyer, I, I, I don't think that he acted with moral justification in many ways. Uh, that said, I understand what drove that guy mad. And it's like I think falling that, down. Yeah. And I think there are important lessons to learn from that too. So, mm. you know, I mean, at the same time, like, I've under normal circumstances, I've got the old 3D printed kill dozer that someone sent to me because I think it's really cool. It's usually in my background. Am I sort of celebrating criminality? Am I eulogizing criminality? I know he didn't kill anybody, but there there are complexities to consider here. And we can say that killing people in cold blood is bad. It, yeah, yeah. But also we understand why why he did it, you know, and Tagazinski had a had a really fascinating life and genesis i mean he was involved in an mk ultra experiment and then uh, he had that separation with his mother when he was three or four he was separated from her for like weeks at a hospital they, they, he, and um because he had some sort of i don't know childhood ailment and then when he got home his parents said that he, he was never the same hmm. so there's a lot of really interesting information to be gleaned from the texas history um Mark Whitley, here's some money to help you your move, Matt, and congrats to you and your better half. I don't know why that was so hard for me. On the baby in new house. Thank you. Congrats man. to you, Blonde, and your baby praying for you to feel better. Thank you so much. All the I best really to your family, that. Mark. Very much appreciated. Bogeyman917 says, I doubt it. Tortuga, are we to believe that crazy beaches, Mohan, make women sick in utero, I doubt it. but also make men sick in matrimony? <laughs> Uh, yeah, maybe. Yes. Yeah. The, yeah, that's an interesting philosophy. Tortuga, you, I am still taking my Japan trip. I have just booked it. It is September 18th to the 30th. We should talk about that because I'm skipping two Wednesday shows. But if you still want to hang out in Japan, I hit me up. Um, Citizen 7, question for Matt. In the intro, a woman thanked Becky for keeping Matt woke. Was there a time when he was woke or am I missing something here? That is uh, Rachel Dolezal yeah. herself saying that. Yeah. The origin of that is a cameo and cameo mm -hmm. is like a place where you can pay public figures 20 bucks to say things, not unlike super chat, but we like to pretend that we have some sort of moral distinction. The thing about cameo though, I think it lends itself to being tricked a little bit easier. We've been yeah. tricked on super chat, but cameo, I mean, you got cameo of people. They also did one of Rachel Dolezal congratulating 13% of the workforce who achieved 50% of the work. <laughs> there was that one. There was the Poor Desmond Rachel. cameo that I couldn't even show on the show. Uh, but yes, it is someone who got Rachel Dolezal to congratulate Blonde for keeping me woke and her doing it sincerely, having no idea what she was actually congratulating. And the other one is um, Rose McGowan. Rose McGowan talking about how we're such a terrific team and uh, and congratulations to both of us. We're awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. There's been um, some good comedy that's coming. Some good cameo. ones. Rod Bischoff. Blonde is going to be a 400 pound white Lizzo. And I cannot wait to see her wide hips can sit on Matt's face for fun. Okay. 
I don't get that fat during pregnancy. Look at that big ass. Look at that big juicy booty. Um, I don't get that fat during pregnancy. It's my nose situation. So I'll gain like, I don't know, 30 pounds. It's going to be a bummer, but it'll be fine. But it's my nose. I don't know what it's this pregnancy rhinitis. And then my nose gets so big and red. I, I'm really, really not looking forward to this. I'm not excited at all. Citizen seven questions for Matt in the intro. I just spread that. Sorry, Phil, who cares about motive with these invaders killing Europeans and Americans invaders should get the rope along with those who open the gates, handing over our homeland to outsiders is the behavior of a broken and conquered people. Slow clap. This I guess guy, we're, we're learning. Guillotine. Can we go back to like vintage France guillotine in the public square? Yeah, but I, just a few toddlers stabbed is worth the, the virtue, right? And the, uh, right. And, and, and then the, those Syrian kebabs. Are... I bet they do have pretty good kebabs. You're right. I've, I don't know if I've ever grilled an authentic Syrian kebab, but. Dude, you just put meat on a stick. Like these people are, they're not like inventors of, of, of food. <laughs> Bill McPherson, congrats on the house. Found your Saturday vid very moving, Matt, because life should be about growth and change. Glad everyone is having babies too. My wife is four months along and our little one turns to. On the 23rd, this is the way of life, not the stagnant death goal. That is so true. I spent the weekend with like a bunch of other We families. love you. You're very special. Sorry to interrupt. He, he earned it. And like 20 children. And it was just. Yeah. They just all uh, wanted to hang out and play with each other. There were no screens. There was, you know, this is, this is the way of the future. Yeah. And congratulations to your family, Bill, too. That, that's great. And uh, it, it's, I'm glad to hear about your, your family growing simultaneously. And I think, uh, you're right. And, for, and, and every time I've interacted with you, you seem to have that perspective on never surrendering to never surrendering family to the black pill. I don't care how discouraging to the black people. <laughs> Did I say people? I said pill. Oh, no. <laughs> Josh. Uh, anyway, uh, no, I just no matter how discouraging the times get. Guess how you get through tough times. It's with family. And, and mm-hmm. Bill, I think you've got the proper perspective on that. So. Congratulations to yours and uh, all the best. Appreciate it, man. Carrie Green, um, miss watching you both live since my schedule changed for work. Congratulations on the new addition to your families, and I hope you enjoy the new place, Matt. I will be watching in about six hours. Oh well, <laughs> thank you, thank you for your support for the show too, and thanks uh, thanks for your kind words, and uh, it's much appreciated. I am not going to be niggardly. Knuckle Hungy Buck. Oh, yeah. Now I see Bantam come through again. You're right. So Bantam, if there were multiple transactions, no. you can email me. I'll no, no. Even though there's hate in your heart. We're taking your money. <laughs> um, Knuckle Hungy Buck. In honor of Pride Month, I fed my cock of food. <laughs> I, I assume that was. Uh, I don't even know what that means. What the cock of Does that mean he fed his penis feces? Yeah, by putting it in another man's butt. Are you serious right now? Oh, that's what it means. Come on. That was advanced. That means butt sex, you say. I was right there. And it was a Pete Davidson callback that was excellent, well-formulated. Hunky Buck is always like the the, the exact correct distance over my head. I didn't take that as a butt sex joke at all, but it got there. Makes sense, actually. How else would he be honoring Pride Month? All right, Emma, congratulations. I need on your to pregnancy hire Hunky Buck as a writer, clearly. <laughs> I had my first baby in January and hibernating inside with my newborn son was wonderful because I didn't feel like I was missing out on any nice weather. Yes, I, I gave birth to Emmeline in June and there's something uniquely uncomfortable 
about being super fat and pregnant in the summer. So I'm so happy for the way this is working out. Hmm. Um, in Incommented hands. I didn't get choked up after watching Matt's video. I certainly didn't subscribe to the website afterwards, but my diet is 90% mac and cheese. If only there was no spoon. God bless you guys. Congrats. Oh, well, thank you, man. Uh, that That is a, a big compliment. And I wanted to talk about why I am so thankful to all of you guys in a way that was sincere but not sappy. So I, No, but it's hard when, not to be sappy, though. When you're speaking honestly, though, when you're not trying to strategize about, like, ooh, you know, when you're speaking honestly, you, you, you'll strike the right tone. And when yeah, I talk I mean, about my, my brother and when I talk about what my interaction with all of our listeners means to me, it's hard to be anything but sincere because it's, but as no, I talked about, so totally changed yeah. my life. It, it has defined my life today. itself. It's like the things that I've done in my life that were the best things were, you know, of course, my kids, my future baby and, and Emmeline. And then um, like the, the direction that this, this YouTube channel and, and this show has taken my life. It's just, it's just the best thing that I have ever done. I, it all fell I'm into so place. I'm so grateful to the audience. It really did. Um, Phil, will, will of the people has never, has literally never mattered in this country. Jailing Trump won't bring the house down on the Democrats head since the GOP will never work to jail. It's left wing opposition. Trump could have avoided this. And had he gone scorched earth, I know what are we going to do about Trump this time, man? I, the idea of him successfully winning the presidency through the election, that's unbelievable to me unfathomable i just i can't given what we just watched in 2020 and the rules not changing and hatred for trump as strong as it ever has been i just don't see that recipe that formula changing anything Mm -mm. and it's not just trump i mean i it appears the intent is scorched earth against the ideology's opposition what i want nothing to do with scorched earth i don't want my earth scorched i don't want to scorch anyone else's earth uh it it, it, not at all no, I don't. But it's very clear that uh, the no earth scorched is not an option, it seems. So it's it's just a question of whose earth will be scorched, yours or theirs. I don't like that. I hate that world. I think it's a, I think it's this is all degeneracy. This is all moral bankruptcy. But we what choice be going do you have? Scorched earth on that, though, yeah. What, do, what choice do you have? Sit, stand around in the middle of uh, of complete injustice and saying, you, you know, guys, this really sucks. This is really bad of you to do this. You, you, you got to stop them at some point. But. You got to stop them. Um, Maddie, oh, hey, guys, been forever since I super chatted. I checked out because the country's a joke, not worth saving in current form, as I always said. But congrats, both of you, on your personal news. I love you. You're very special. Thank you, Maddie. I should respond to you on Twitter. Keep the faith. You'll find a nice lady. Thank you, man. Um, Everybody. Don't. We love you. You're very special. Everybody is loved and very special tonight, which is an appropriate Aww. theme. Thank you, Matteo. Glad to hear from you. Don't day 2K. What bugs me most about the Trump indictments is that Republicans will cuck and never do turn about on the Dems. That's true. They are one of the same, aren't they? Well, what do you mean? We're going to get congressional investigations into the oh, Bidens. yes. Just you wait. Mm-hmm. No, I know. Not a lucky buck? Yeah. Did we get we Nick? Heard... Did I miss somebody? I. Uh, addressing the cough is more disruptive than just coughing and proceeding normal. My apology, Nick. Here's hoping that my $10 is more valuable than my complaints from randos that might prompt such apologies. Well, now we've addressed the cough again, though. I know. So. No, I don't know. I mean, uh, I like to, I like to talk about 
I like asides at times, even if it's a mundane commentary about whatever frog is in my throat. Anyway, thank you, Nick. I appreciate your support for the show. Did I read Nakalunky Bug? No. Okay. We haven't heard the audio of Trump's confession yet because the engineers can't quite get the voice <laughs> to sound natural once AI technology catches up. We will hear the recording. Maybe it's that. Yeah. Who else? Uh, the, the, the other party to this conversation was supposedly a writer for Mark Meadows' memoir. Who's that guy? Can we get him uh, to confirm the authenticity here? I did read through the indictment, you know, admittedly hurried because my weekend is what it is. But I didn't uh, I didn't catch if that writer is actually uh, uh, if his testimony contributed to the charges. Let's see, who was next? Semperad Meliora, the end game for all these Trump investigations is to agitate and catalyze the mutual hatred between the left and right. The goal is bloodshed and violence. They'll keep going until that happens. That's so true. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it seems like we <laughs> we got some evidence to that effect going on uh, in the gay war developments as well. Slosher, my theory on Trump's charges, they will not let him win again. They are slowly, they are slowly applying more and more hard power they want to use as little force as possible. It makes them look bad, but they'll do whatever they have to. Uh, yeah, but if they're trying to make us do something, aren't we in control? As in we have the power to resist it and not do that? Is that what you're saying? Or to do something else, yeah. Yeah. Um, like, you know, the, the asking for violence is really stupid because uh, if you want Republicans to be violent, not Republicans, if you want uh, people on the dissident right to be violent, um, then you're not entertaining the possibility that they will just destroy you. What about that? They're trying to incite violence. They're like, oh, well, we can handle it with military force or whatever. But what if, what if they win? Have they even considered that? As in what if we win in the gay war? Yeah. I, well, lessons I think are going to get learned the hard way. It seems everyone's intent on that. And uh, I don't know how the individual battles will play out, but uh, as usual, I will bet on the truth to emerge victorious and almost everything these people say is demonstrably false. And I don't mean ideologically false as in like you believe that a certain government policy will produce a certain uh, outcome. I mean false in the sense that men are not women and women are not men. That kind Mm -hmm. of falsehood that they perpetuate uh, as their focal points. And you will collapse when you are not loyal to the truth. These people are not loyal to the truth. I don't know if I will see their collapse in my lifetime, but they will collapse. The truth wins long term. Yeah. That's and so true. they will lose. Um, das Booch, nostalgia, uh, lol for Martin Shkreli. Um, Funny epilogue for Lauren, thigh high boots, duke after public buffoonery. She came out as lesbian, divorced her husband, married a chick, and then left the internet. What? No way. I didn't know that. She blocked, she blocked me on Twitter a long time ago for, I didn't even do anything. I think I said it was funny. I think maybe I was talking about the Martin Shkreli stuff and she blocked me for that. Jeffy said, the biggest problem with this latest Trump indictment is that it essentially says that the unelected head librarian of NARA national archives. Oh, right. Holds political power over the POTUS and all their constitutionally granted executive powers. Yeah. 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 Same, same idea with just classified documents in general too. It's like, can Congress write a law that reduces um, executive constitutional executive power. No, because the constitution is the supreme law of the, of the federal government, the law of the land, however you want to phrase it. But it, it, one branch can't just usurp power from another branch as constitutionally assigned by either some kind of statute or some sort of presidential decree. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I don't know. The Supreme Court technically shouldn't be able to do that, but they do that anyway. So maybe the argument is moot or bunk. Whatever. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this... This is not... This is all bullshit, but how the argument plays out will be interesting to watch because it... Yeah. These rules... Well... Will these be rules for future presidents? No, of course, probably not. There's probably not any value. It's, they're probably one-time not, use only. One-time use only. RB for blonde. Sexiest man alive, Mike Staclaza, was in rare form in today's Best of the Worst. Highly recommend. Hmm. Um, I do love Mike from Red Letter. Oh, that's who this is. Yeah, people are always like, ooh, if, if I can marry anybody that you know wasn't my husband, I'd marry George Clooney, Leonardo DiCaprio. I'm like, Mike. From red letter media that's my guy that old gross mike into it Matteo, trump indictment is the culmination of eight years of dissident right censorship losing their life savings being thrown in jail in some cases trump never thought it would happen to him but it's a fitting and it sort of is i wonder if that's how this is going to end well there's there's no doubt he has a very loyal uh political base and mm-hmm. i wonder to what extent that that might be reduced or chipped away at for the reasons you're describing, though, that the people who who really fought for Trump. And I mean that metaphorically, January 6th people I'm talking about, like physically fighting people. I'm talking about people who who put themselves in vulnerable positions on behalf of Trump. And in many cases, not all, but many cases were unjustly prosecuted and harshly treated that Trump did not do a not just a, not a great job, not really any job of sticking up for those people. Yeah. And now expects all of those people to come out and, and stick up for him. Maybe they will. He's, he's got a loyal following or maybe people will say, yeah, I'm, I'm out. You, you don't fight for us when we're put in a similar position. And so that's it. That's how I feel. Yeah. Good totally. luck to you. Um, Earth to Sean. This is my first super chat. And the first time YouTube has allowed me to submit one. I have tried many times. It was blocked. Love the show. God huh. bless. God bless you too, Sean. Well, I'm sorry um, to hear the difficulties, uh, but uh, appreciate your support for the show. And uh, uh, unfortunately, there's not anything that I can do about it. It's all a Raja Mohan thing, but I'm glad to see it's working. SK, congrats on the huge moves. Both of you have been here long enough to remember when Matt was bachelor, making love to everyone it came across. He still does that yeah. just as a dad. Yeah. That's true. Chops295. Congrats on the new Casa, Matt. But seriously, what is that shirt? Nobody makes fun of that shirt. I've, this is like the third or fourth time I've worn this one. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. It is called the Arsenal, and it's from Retro Rifle. Not that I have any commercial relationship with them. Don't buy this shirt. Buy Timberline from Hero Soap Company. Yeah, really? Uh, They're going to email us and be like, "We don't want to be affiliated with the show." Retro Dash Rifle dot com. If you want various <laughs> gun themed Hawaiian style shirts. Trapped to the world. Ted was a godless fool who blamed the inevitable nihilism of atheism on technology. Hmm. No amount of primitive living can redeem the sinner's soul and no technology can separate the faithful from God. That is so true. Interesting. Um, yes, he was a, a slave to his intelligence, I think. And that's, that's what makes it so tragic. If, if utilized for good. Um, what else made it so tragic? <laughs> uh, I think that's pretty much it. Oh, yeah. Got it. But he did get an important message out to people. So I don't know. What else did he get out to people? Just a few bombs. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just like want to be blew fair. off some fingers. I, how many people did he actually kill? Like two? Three. I was uh, looking it up after we were talking about it because I wanted to make sure I remembered correctly. How old were they? 
I don't know the ages of the victims, but some might say you have a right to life regardless of age. Ah, hmm. Fine. Injured guardian. First, yay, congrats on the baby. Second, Matt, I just now transcribed the bolt carrier question. Two friends mm. will update later. As for the several M2 purchases, I know a guy. Oh, do you? I bet you do know a guy. And uh, he has a friend who is definitely not a... Fed, 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 fed. Thank you. And actually, I can send you an example. If you think you know people who might know, I can send you an example of what the exact product is. And maybe they'd be able to connect some dots. But thank you for that. I appreciate it. Esoteric Unbound, I was delighted last Sunday to learn of Blonde's condition, but I didn't feel comfortable congratulating her as a worry wart myself. I didn't want to deal with the guilt of potentially contributing to her anxiety. Mm. Oh, that's so nice. It's okay. My friend Robin uh, texted me because I was like, I, I'm a pregnant and I'm like really scared about what's going to happen. She's like, listen, like every day your risk of something of a miscarriage or whatever, it goes down. Um, but that doesn't mean that you're out of the woods at seven months at, at nine months or whatever. So you can choose to be excited about the pregnancy now and accept that it's in god's hands or you can wait until the baby is earth side and you still can't secure that baby in this world like your your child could also die she's like just accept the risk be happy that you're pregnant today wise and, words and i really appreciate that perspective. who is this a friend so it was robin riley my, oh, it was my Rob- dear, i was gonna say keep that friend, dear friend. Yeah. yeah um it was just such it was what i really needed to hear so today i'm pregnant and I'm excited about the baby and um, let's just get to tomorrow. That's all I'm thinking about. Ed Poe, Matt, I was really moved by your video about the move. I have no doubt that your brother's proud of what you're doing and everything you've accomplished. You and Blonde have been my favorite weekly show. God bless you both. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. I, I oh. appreciate it. And uh, you have my personal thanks for being a part of that, uh, a part of listening and 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 supporting the show and, and making it a success. So thank you for that. It's, it's very much appreciated. Jacko, I met someone perfectly compatible with me, fully trad, and she said she felt it too. Sadly, she scared herself out of it. And I got the friend speech Wednesday. Feels like a real breakup. Any word of wisdom or advice to feel better? Okay. My word of I told this story so many times, but when I tried to break up with my husband after six weeks, he straight up was like, No. And now we're married. So maybe go back to this chick and be like, Listen, I think we got something here. I think you're being crazy. And I think that you just need to date me until you hate me. And, and that's the way it's going to be. Like, what's your alternative? Are you going to find someone better or whatever? Maybe it's time to lay on the law. Uh, I mostly believe that the friend zone, even when a, a, a woman quote unquote friends, you friend zones you that it's a bullshit concept. Mm -hmm. And you as a man should decide what you want out of this relationship. Now it's, it sounds like you would, you want, this person as a prospective wife or, you know, uh, you know, whatever, a, a romantic prospect here, right? Um, you should, if that is what you want, you should pursue that in as explicit of terms as possible. I'm not saying if she tells you this, I, don't, I wouldn't say throw yourself at her physically or something like that. But I would say, here's my vision. Here's why I see myself with you for reasons. X, a little y, and light so. domestic violence might go a long way. <laughs> the physicality should be um, punitive, not sexual. Let's be clear. Discipline. Okay. Uh, no. Good just, luck to you, Jacko. Let us know how it goes. If you if you would be sad to lose her, then don't quit. Take a leadership role. Make your intentions known. Be assertive. Mm-hmm. If she rejects that assertion, if she says, "I don't want a part of the future that you're describing." then I guess you got to move on. But yeah. 
if she kind of leaves it halfway open, like, oh, I guess we could be friends or something. Okay. Neither of I would tell her something like neither of us have a friendship goal in mind here. We're here for a reason. We met because we're searching for family. We're searching for marriage. We're searching for children. I'm, I'm here for that. Are you here for that? If you're not here for that, then I'm moving on. But I would get that. I would, I would get that explicit understanding rather than this kind of half, half in, half out. Is she or is she not kind of thing? Take a leadership role. Get your answers. Yep. Um, shoot. I got to reload. Zoop are gay. Enjoy the time off with your family, Matt. You've touched our hearts almost as hard as I touched your sphincter last <laughs> night. That's that's a big game, man. That's a nice combination of all of the oh, themes. Sentimentality God. and uh, perversion. Knuckle Hunky Buck says Lockheed Martin manufactures the Patriot missile system, which are missiles designed to be attracted to other missiles and ram into them before exploding. Pride parade float makes total sense. It is symbolically appropriate. That does sound right. Semperad Meliora. Hey, guys, my new band Trans Jester and the Breakfast Tacos is playing at No Ho Mo Burgers next week. Drink specials, gay bombs, and fraudulent blowies. Dude, I will definitely hit up your restaurant, as long as you're doing what Joe Biden, Joe Biden describes, and all gays are kicked out on site. <laughs> uh, thank you, man. Knuckle Hunky Buck says that, oh boy, uh, wow, uh, news narration needs to become a sounder. I could probably pull that out. It's a little bit long, but it, it kind of reminded me of like a Fargo-style observation. Oh boy, ooh, what you got there? Oh no. Oh, is that Arby's? You know, something like that. It was funny. That's why I pulled that clip specifically. There's a lot of footage footage of the fights, but only one with the helicopter yeah. guy. Oh, no. Oh, oh, boy. Oh, wow. Traps of the world. Biology is covered in biology class. The entire reason for these courses is shaping attitudes around behavior, abstinence, prophylactics, and identity. It's been about moral subversion for 70 years. You're probably right. I mean, I, I had sex ed in, in public school, but it, it was really the biology of it it was sperm meets egg that's how humans reproduce it was not like they really like it when you touch it this way and that was not part of it in fact i remember a painful conversation a painful lecture from our health teacher the closest it got was the opposite actually he was telling us how the anus is not designed for penile penetration in the same way that the vagina is good for him He'd be fired for that. But it was strictly like from a biological perspective. It was like the design is not that. It was a biological way of saying exit only is what he said. Good. Wingy. By declaring an emergency, they're giving leftist agitators carte blanche to escalate and commit more violent acts. I'm dying on this hill. No hurt kiddos. I will escalate a fight to the death for this cause. Will they? Well, they seem intent to find out. So, um... Yeah, I think you're right. That's probably one one point that that I wasn't necessarily thinking about because I think they are trying to achieve a whole lot of things with this tactical decision. Uh, getting you to engage in violence is one I overlooked probably, though. And uh, if they bring the violence to you, which I guess they are in Glendale, well, then uh, I hope they're prepared for that. Epic Bonkers says, what do you get... Uh, when you gender assignment surgery your young ones if you only take the first three letters? What is gas? We should know better than to gas by now, right? Oh, gender assignment surgery is a is gas. I see. Is this a Hitler thing? 
Are we talking about what, what's the gas reference? I don't know. Must I don't know. <laughs> I'm, thank you, Epic Bonkers. I'm doing my best, but my brain is fried. Kay Drake, my family recently moved to North Idaho from Oregon for work. My wife keeps uh, hoping to run into blonde on the street so she can fangirl. Congrats to both of you and your growing families. Kids are the best. Well, Aww. congratulations on your uh, move. And, your, and, and your yeah, job. have your wife email me and we'll hang out. It's how I met some of my best friends. And if she doesn't want to do that, if she just goes to Pilgrim's grocery store, I am there like every day. She'll find me there you have it. Uh, people who want to do blonde harm show up to Pilgrim's grocery, grocery store. store. Jessica Frazon, my boyfriend arrested for having an illegal gun. Dumb. Yes, he only had he had it only to feel safe. Works late in the same area. His dad was jumped by six air quotes joggers. Uh, he was treated like uh, January 6th. People pray for us, please. Fifty thousand dollar bail. I'm terrified. Well, I'm that sorry sucks. to hear that. Uh, if there's um, information on it or if there's something in particular that I might be able to do, of course, send that my way and. Uh, Godspeed to you, man. I know New York, uh, their legal system seems more backward than most these days. So all the best to your family. I hope it's resolved. Long Dong John says, Blonde and I once walked through West Hollywood when we saw Elliot Page walking down the street with a Subway sandwich. And we thought, let's make this MAGA country. Mm, if only. Subway. What about Subway? I just... I just really wanted a Subway sandwich. It's you know, what's happening right now. I know Subway is pure trash. There's, I, I like Subway though. I, I can't. Mm. Oh yeah, like a tuna, a tuna sandwich with like pepperoncinis on it. I like the, uh, I really like the teriyaki chicken. Big fan of the sweet onion chicken teriyaki. Uh, that's usually my go-to. Uh, oh my but God, I'm so the chicken, the chicken bacon ranch, that's pretty legit too. I wish there was Subway after this. <laughs> is it well it's it, it's open at these hours is it anyway it's only 8 50 here oh yeah i forgot great story compelling and rich and they're open until 2 a.m that's when you get your ass kicked outside of Sundays. true yeah uh let's see G um oh okay why oh yeah here we go okay rational orc just watched the menu last night great movie with metric tons of social commentary that would be great for your show i don't know oh, it was so good yeah. i just loved it Everybody should watch the menu. It was such great fun. Logan Orr says, congratulations to both of you, but I swear if either child wears a small hat, I'm never watching this show again. Well, he's it's very zero percent chance of that happening. He's very young and his hat size is small. <laughs> JRC one, the Hodge twins and you both my favorite YouTubers. I really look forward to hearing your opinions, but most importantly, your symmetry. Well, thank you. That's very kind. Um, high praise. And uh, it's a partnership that has endured. So uh, I suppose there That's must true. be something to it. Gay. <laughs> Long Dong John says, Matt and I once made love, but big anal still wasn't happy. And then Matt <laughs> and I played Call of Duty while we drank Bud Thanks, Light Owen. and wore clothes from Target. Uh, yeah. Was that Wednesday or was that Sunday when I was talking about uh, the. Why are you gay? The Owen Benjamin classic of big anal. It's all industrial at this point. Ted Cruz is cucking for big anal <laughs> because he's mad about Uganda. <laughs> classic. D. Benham says, congrats, Blonde. Thank you. Injured Guardian says, my friends recommend asking Palmetto State Armory's customer service. There was a cheaper than dirt listing uh, that I will email you. Also, Forgotten Weapons apparently did an episode on this issue. Did he? I will have to check that out. I have actually contacted Palmetto State Armory because they were selling one of the complete uppers. And I said, can I just have the, the bull carrier group? Will you sell that to me? And they said, no, we will not. Get fucked. Well, the deal's Internet off man. then. 
But thank you for your time. Michael Mammoth says, Matt, uh, give me a solid rant on this Gorsuch UFO whistleblower guy, please, my dude. I have to confess, I know nothing about it. And that's um, not that it's not an uh, it, it would be an area of interest for me. But the timing, I just ain't nobody got time for that this week. You know, there's too many things going on. So if you have information that you'd like me to check out, of course, you can email that to me. And when my schedule normalizes in the next few weeks, I would be happy to give it a look. You're about to have your second kid. Your schedule is never going to normalize. You're screwed. I I have until December. That's true. And uh, part of the plan here is is getting grandma and grandpa closer for childcare purposes. So that's awesome. Yeah. JDH says, here's a dollar a month for you both. Per your last video, a cheap, uh, this word is beyond my vocabulary. Bastage? Am I saying that right? Bastige? Or is that a typo? Bestage, I think. Bestage? But I ha- I'm not looking at it. With him. four kiddos. Anyway, thank you for... Congrats on number two for you both. Thank you for supporting the show. Very much appreciated. Uh, Anna Beth Smith... Anna Beth Smith Kingsley. Matt, uh, I got to believe in God 100% by looking into near-death experiences. <coughs> that was a sneeze signifying uh, the truth of this matter. When people die, sorry, I committed the sin of com- commenting on my cough and my sneeze and I'm doing you did it. it. When people die and then come back, they always tell the same story, going to heaven and sometimes hell. That's true. And people always think it's bullshit. There's this show called um, I Survived Beyond and Back. And it's just people telling stories about their near-death experiences, like when they flatline. And it is just fascinating. Mm-hmm. And it is remarkable how consistent they are. Um, you know, they, they saw family members that they loved and, and things like that. And is it is it true that all these people are having the same post death hallucination? They all conspired to lie about. Yeah, I, I don't know. I want to believe, so I'm biased. But well, that's all you got to do per the Matrix. You want to believe, and you will it true. If you don't believe, you're going to shoot Morpheus in the face. You won't. You won't. So go ahead and pull that trigger. I like it. Speaking of, Steven Suarez says Trinity from the Matrix touched me earlier today. Want proof? Uh, <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> thank you Stephen. hope you're well we love you Stephen. esoterica unbound says it is wild that the dems are doubling down on the no such thing as other people's children crap surely they must know this is going to radicalize all the previously disinterested non-perverts and to the some of the prior commentary maybe that's the point maybe they're like all right it's time to uh let's get them it's time to get rowdy around here uh, Bobby C says, I greatly appreciate the spicy edge blonde brings to the show. It's like adding jalapenos to a morally consistent quesadilla. <laughs> R.I.P. Uncle Ted. And that quesadilla is made with uh, my favorite cheese, Kraft Deli Deluxe. You know, it's not even good cheese. It's like it's very generic and very that bland. Is obscene. Hmm. And you should be ashamed. Knuckle Hunky Buck says, hiring me would be a terrible would be terrible business. You'd be paying me for content instead of using me. Uh, paying you to give you content and I demand a work uniform and get you sued <laughs> for sexually harassing Banksy. Well, your contributions to the show, however they are invaluable, are greatly appreciated. And truthfully, there have been many a time where I thought, God damn it, Knuckle Hunky Buck wrote a better line or thought of a better joke than Why I Why didn't did. I think of so, that? Somehow I've got to figure it out. I got to learn his process. He's just really smart, clever. Okay. Um, just a few more. We'll call it a night. Skip Mayfield, RIP Uncle Ted, pour one out for the OG disaffected liberal. Well, as long as we're not getting accused of eulogizing him. Uh, thank you, Skip. 
Injured Guardian says, a friend of mine's girlfriend tried to break up, break up with him. He said, no, it takes two to get together. It takes two to break up. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> They've been married for over 30 years now. What do you think of that? I'm two telling direct? you, it's a, it's a, sometimes men can see the situation very clearly. And sometimes women break up with men as shit tests, which is what I did my husband. I did not know. Everything got a lot better for me when I started, when I understood that that women, that men achieve happiness by taking a leadership role and women achieve happiness when men do take a leadership role. When I stopped so trying to appease, just appease women and defer to them, whatever. Obviously, well, I don't know. I've talked about this. It's late. I'll, I'll stop it there. Just everyone's happy when men take a leadership role. Everyone, men and women included. So, yep. We all got to step up. Um, okay. Over on uh, over on Odyssey really quick here. Uh, Mike Hawk, 420 Blazing. I would love to tell these F word slurs to watch it. We have plenty of rope and light poles, but that won't work either. Okay. <laughs> The joke is that Crowder is a cross a cross dressing cross dressing F word fag. <laughs> I, I, I was going to say F word slur and I said F word faggot because it's uh, it's we're three hours into a stream. For the record, I'm not calling Stephen Crowder an F word faggot. Mike Hawk did that cross dressing faggot. That was that was that was Mike. Okay, the great way to end the show, great way to end the stream in in uh, this house. Anything else we got uh, before we are finished up here? We're good on D Live. We're good on uh, Rumble. Nope, let's do it. Thank you so much, you guys. Tippy and YouTube. Well, then that will do it. That uh, that ends an era in this room and uh, and in this house. So. Thank you for being a part of it, guys. Not just tonight uh, with your chats and your super chats and tuning in live and all your contributions to the show. But sincerely, thank you for making this a success for years in this particular home in which I, I wanted to build something successful. It means the world to me, and I know it means a lot to Blonde, too. So uh, thank you for that. And we're not going anywhere. I'm driving down the road a few miles in the morning and picking up where I left off. So we will resume as usual. Uh, as I mentioned, the plan is to be back on Wednesdays and Sundays as usual. If anything changes, head on over to the website, mattchristensenmedia.com. You'll find the news there. Anything else show-related, mattchristensenmedia.com. We'll be back next Sunday, I hope. I plan to, because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not Meet the Press, if you're even still on that show. It is the Matt and Blonde Show. Have a good night. Bye, guys. Try and catch